from the mobile studio in Rock's house. That's right, I'm still here, but not for too much longer. It is episode 308 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you, as always, or as most of the time, Josh Langford. How's it going, bud? Good. Have you recovered from the from the PlayStation 4 mania? Uh, yeah. Now, you do a podcast. Have you started hating on the PlayStation 4 yet? Well, we'll see tonight. <laughs> I mean, they didn't show us a shiny box that it was in, so that's the reason not to like it, right? That means fail, yes. Well, also, it's got the innards of a PC, so there's got to be some kind of a debate there as well. Yes. Even though because... those same people that debate that love the 360, which has parts from a PC. Well, no. I mean, the point is, it's got parts from a PC, and by the time it comes out, you know, it'll be out for a year or two, <laughs> and all the PCs will have well surpassed it. Unlike all the other consoles that have well, ever come out. Exactly. And PCs. Unlike, unlike the Xbox, because <laughs> the Xbox, no matter what version it is, is obviously superior. I'm so... Ooh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Such double, double standards. Uh, so I'm Glenn. How's it going? Yeah. I've had a bad day, so I might be pissy tonight. <laughs> you might have pissy Torgo. I've even got a beer, like, sitting here. All right. So a lot of stuff to talk about this week. A bunch of new releases. Holy crap. The floodgates have opened this week or next week. Uh, a few news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, my review of the Star Wars tables for uh, Zen Pinball 2. And then we're going to kind of talk some more PlayStation 4. We've had some time to digest everything that we've seen. Some more information has come out. Um, you know, because there were interviews going on all night when we were upstairs drinking and eating and podcasting and stuff like that. And uh, as promised, we're going to do a big overview of Midwest Gaming Classic for those of you that are kind of on the fence about coming or not. Uh, we have a few emails and uh, a bunch of other stuff, man. We got, we got a lot of stuff here. We're, this could be three hours. I hope not, because I think we're out of space on our host. I <laughs> <sighs> uh, might be paying more money tonight. Anyway, so let's get right in to the new releases. Oh, crap. Well, I'm just looking at them for the first time. <laughs> Uh, okay. Right, you're just, you're just upset because you didn't know MLB 2K13 was coming so quick. Yeah, that's part of it. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, first up, we have Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Come on, man. You got to get it right. Naruto. Naruto. Ninja Storm 3. Trio. All right. Ninja Storm 3. <laughs> ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Yeah, $59.99 US dollars. All right. Next up, we have MLB 2K13. They're really charging $59.99 for that? You know, All it's right. really funny. Um, <laughs> they are not responding to anybody for any information on the game whatsoever. Because it's just a roster of You know what? It, it, we always make that a joke about Madden and everything else, but I seriously think that we're right this year because yeah. anything I've seen from it so far, the stadiums are still completely screwed up. They're not accurate at all in a lot of locations. Um, they're not responding to any emails. I actually went to the, the director of PR at 2K, and he didn't even respond to me. Um. I mean, I'm not expecting that we'd be the first person or first people that they'd talk to anyway, because quite frankly, if this sells more than 10 copies on the PS3, I'd be surprised. But yeah, I mean, there are multiple outlets saying that they're not talking about this game whatsoever. They're just sending out press releases about, you know, their home run thing or the perfect game thing this year. They're moving it up to 30 people now. So the first 30 people win like so much money out of a, like out of a pool of a million. 
Um, yeah. Hey, they have to generate sales somehow. Well, that, that's the problem. You know, they don't tell anybody that anybody's won it for a long time, like two, three weeks. So people keep buying the game just to try to win that million bucks. They exactly. usually the winner in the first day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not at, at, at the least uh, expecting anything good out of this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you really want, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. all right. Uh, two K Sports Combo Pack <laughs> is seventy nine ninety nine, and that includes the aforementioned MLB Two K Thirteen and NBA Two K Twelve. They should just call it MLB Two K Two K Twelve Version Two. <laughs> I really think that's yeah okay that's probably what it is. I've, I've been digging for info to see if they like list any new features or anything like that. I'm having a really hard time, and we get all the press stuff, and I'm having a really hard time because all it is are like music videos. I wonder if this is executive produced by Jay Z. Oh, I hope hmm. so. Oh, I do too. That that just makes a winner right there. That's why it's the combo pack. <laughs> it's like a mixtape. <laughs> Oh boy, maybe you could play as Michael Jordan and Ooh, well, do both games, yeah. huh? Huh? Yeah. It, it and then you can bet on them too and then get kicked out forever. <laughs> Smoke a cigar while you're playing, you know. Yep. Okay, so on a different note, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Atelier Aisha, the Alchemist of Dusk. Mm. For forty nine ninety nine. You know, if that shows up, I should call Roy and see if he wants to do another Atelier game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like probably sitting. One. It's probably been sitting at Mark's house for the past month. Oh shit! <laughs> we, we were joking before, folks, um, because uh, every now and then, it, it's always the RPG companies like Exceed or uh, NIS or anybody else. But for some reason, every now and then, they ship something to Mark. <laughs> so I got a text message last week saying, "Oh, this showed up." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it is. He didn't open it yet. Yeah. Everybody loves it, Mark. It could be this. It could no. be. Uh, and no, no, that, hey. no, no, that's Namco Bandai. So. All right. Well, here's a big one. All right. That kind of snuck up on everybody. Indeed. Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, Getting a ton of big reviews today. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb Raider. Uh, is fifty nine ninety nine, and the collector's edidium is ninety nine ninety nine, <laughs> because I read exactly what's written there. Oh, did I write it wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Is that wrong? Edidium? Oh, yeah. No, it's that's collector's edidium. Uh, it's my pig Latin. That's a new thing you. going on. <laughs> I'm busy. Someone has to do all the work for this thing. That's true. It ain't going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy putting block quotes in articles. (laughs) All right. Uh, Collector's edition, $99.99. That's, I I don't know. I'm excited for this game, actually, because of what I've played so far of it at the preview events and everything. Although, hey, I was excited for Aliens Colonial Marines because of what I played at preview (laughs) events. So. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but no, this actually looks like it'll be a pretty, pretty good game. It's it's being reviewed favorably right now, and and you know sometimes you might see a couple of reviews that are good and everything else is kind of the uh, you know a couple of days before the game comes out and everything. But I think pretty much across the board so far with the bigger sites that are reviewing it, it's getting pretty favorable stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. All right, and. Look at all this bonus shit the, if you buy it from GameStop. The smallest title here that's mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, I've never heard of this one before, actually. <laughs> is MLB 13, the show. Sweet. $59.99 on the PS3, $39.99 on the Vita. But most retailers are doing the deal like they did last year, where you can buy both of them together for $79.99. Indeed. So you're essentially getting the Vita version at half price. You're yeah. getting it for 20 bucks. And I should have the Vita one tomorrow, so they're actually getting it to us ahead of time so we can try out some things. The uh, new online home run derby. Uh, check out the new... Apparently the graphics are a little bit better this year. A little bit sharper on the screen and everything else, and just a lot of bug fixes and you know that kind of stuff. So the review for that game is going to be massive, and it's going to include both games. <laughs> Or both versions, so... Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> since I'm down here at Rocks, I gave them the address here so they could send the stuff here. And I got back from New York City, and it was supposed to be there, like, the day I left. And... Or actually, yeah, around that time. Got back home, or got back here, and still nothing. I'm like, what the hell? So I emailed the PR guy, the new one. I said, hey, where did you send the debug stuff? And he <laughs> sent me my address from home. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> No, he said, we sent it to, uh, let me see, let me check the track, and it was signed for by some guy named Rock? <laughs> I don't, you're saying you don't have it? Hmm. I actually hooked up the debug just in case it showed up and I was in New York City so he could play it, and it never showed up, so then they, they drop shipped it to me, and I had it the next, I had Saturday morning, it showed up like right away too, and I think Saturday and Sunday combined, I, we put it together, I think we played 28 hours of it. And I'm not exaggerating. It's, yeah. <laughs> we, we just, yeah. I, did, I, I didn't feel right today at work. Like, I'd been staring at the screen that long and playing so much baseball. I got to work and I was just in a haze. So, but I can't say anything else. Re- review embargo lifts that morning, actually, for some weird reason. I really don't understand it, but Whatever. So the review will be up early Tuesday morning, and I'll be reviewing it on the web or on the podcast next week as well. But well, all right. That's all I can say. I've said too much. I hear ninjas. <laughs> Which they must be shitty you ninjas. You can't can hear, hear them. ninjas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're Wisconsin ninjas. They've got a beer belly on them. Well, all right, a Wisconsin ninja. <laughs> you hear them kind of grunting when they're trying to climb something, trying to squeeze through a window. I need some more cheese, eh? <laughs> Instead of throwing a ninja star, they throw a cheese wheel. You know. You know. Anyway. All right, let's get to this news. And uh, this week, all of our news is from psnation.com. Hey, how about, how about that? that? And I do want to say, before we go any farther, thank you so much to the writers uh, for covering Josh and I's asses while we were in New York City at the, at the event. Uh, really got a lot of information out there for people. Um, it sounds like the stream didn't go all that well, but it didn't go well anywhere from what I've heard. Uh, over 3 million people viewed it, and I guess the stream itself just got crushed. Uh, Ustream couldn't really handle it, which is interesting since the PS4 is going to stream on Ustream. Eh, might want to add yeah. some servers. But uh, yeah. 
to those that, that got to go to the chat and everything, uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and you know, we'll try to do that as much as possible. We'll see. So this first one, I know two people, especially that are just like shitting their pants right now because uh, I know Sigma Omega and Navishin are both probably not going to sleep anymore. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming back to North America. Uh, this is uh, Square Enix to send us a thing today. <clears throat> that uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix will be available this fall in North America exclusively for the PlayStation 3. Uh, this is actually a compilation of the critically acclaimed Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, which was uh, only exclusive to the Japanese market at the time, and Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Uh, in addition, the two-in-one disc package will feature HD cinematic story videos from Kingdom Hearts 358 slash two days. The stupidest names in the world. Uh, enhanced gameplay mechanics, system trophy. Oh, trophies, yo! I don't have the sound effect. We're not on the right Mac this week. Uh, players cannot relive the origins of the celebrated franchise with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So there you go. I know some people are pooping their pants right now. <laughs> Pretty cool news. I saw that. I, I swear to God, as soon as I saw that uh, press release come through my inbox, I'm like, oh, my God, Sigma Omega and Navashine have got to just be going nuts. Probably. Probably. Just a little bit. Just a little bit? No. I already saw him freaking out on Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool news, though. I know a lot of people love the, the, the Kingdom Hearts series, and anytime we can get it over here, I'm, I'm sure is much welcome. So, uh, very, very cool. I don't have to worry about having, like, a DS or a 3DS or anything like that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, well, Yeah. I mean, I played a little bit of the original, the first one. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a Disney guy. Uh, I never was. It wasn't the Disney thing that really turned me off. I played the first one, remember, for Extra Life, like, three, four years oh, yeah. ago in Mark's basement. Somebody paid to make me play it for an hour. And that first hour of that game was brutal. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's the characters. I'm just not really interested in Disney characters. I But Tron was in the last one. Was he? Yeah. Hmm. They did the Tron stuff. They do, um... Hmm. The teacups? I'm sure the teacups are in there somewhere. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Depp Ride. in there? Because, well, <laughs> actually, actually... You know what? I think he is. I think they did a Pirates of the Caribbean thing the last time. Let's see. Um, you know, that, that reminds me. I was, um... I was looking at Little Big Planet Vita... And all the downloads and everything, all the, the, the costumes. with last, last week? Holy well, ball. yeah, all those costumes that hit last week because they opened them all up finally for carding. Right. For Little Big Planet carding. Well, so I'm grabbing all of them, you know, because they're all the ones that you've already got are free. So I'm pulling them down with for carding and everything. Right. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all Disney. And that's all Disney. <gasps> Wait a minute. Star Wars is Disney now, too. Yep. <laughs> Although we haven't seen our animated Chris Berman yet because, uh, you know, Disney owns ABC and ABC owns ESPN. Yeah. So we need uh, Chris Berman so that we can hit him with stuff. Yeah. But I, uh, I wonder how quickly somebody at Media Molecule got on the phone. <laughs> we need Star Wars. 
and, ow, ow, ow. and they just started making them and saying, we'll get the license. Don't worry about it. They yeah, just started yeah. making them. Because <laughs> uh, could you imagine? All right, you get the costumes, but imagine a whole level kit, a whole Star Wars level kit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that man. would be. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. <laughs> just think of all the. Th- oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. awesome. <laughs> they could just make an entire Star Wars Little Big Planet, essentially. <laughs> be done with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to other news. All right. Other news is, uh, well, at last week's event, Sony really—they uh, sent out pictures and everything, and gave a little more detail on the DualShock Four. And the new PlayStation camera Indeed. for the PlayStation 4. Did they actually call it the PlayStation 4i? I believe so, because I got the... I sent you the press release today. Yeah, I I was looking for pictures. I wasn't reading words. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, Josh, um, looking for pictures, trying to take the easy way out. Exactly. Um, but I don't remember if they actually called it the i or not. But yeah, I mean, if they did... Well, they talk did, a little whatever. bit, and I'll look, because I have them all loaded up right here. Okay. So the controller, we've all seen the controller. We talked about the controller last week. It looks pretty sweet. Indeed. It looks like a... Uh, uh, by the way, uh, I, I yes. just found it. PlayStation 4i. Okay. Yes. So it is PlayStation 4i. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like they took the best of the DualShock and the best of the uh, 360 controller and sort of molded them together into... A pretty sweet-looking uh, dealie here. I agree. Um, the back looks like it's got some grippy texture to it instead of all just plastic. And it's got the thing that you wanted the most. Which is what? Oh, the, the curvy. R2 and r out curvy in the R2 and L2, yeah. Did you say out-curvy? Yes, the out-curvy. <laughs> By the way, the I just sent you the uh, the email that has the info for both on the same email. Oh, info all for the technical both. stuff and yeah. Wow. All right. I don't so fuck around, man. Get all technical here. Yeah. All I don't right. screw around. So all right, well, let's not screw around. All right. Well, it's approximately 162 millimeters by 52 millimeters <laughs> by 98 millimeters. <laughs> That's tentative, and it, that excludes the largest projection. Indeed. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's got all the buttons the old one had, but it has the new pad on it. It has the share button and the options button. Which, that was like the one thing I got wrong about the controller because I was told it didn't have a share button. <clears throat> what? Well, the, pro- the prototype that everybody saw didn't have any labels on those buttons. Well, of course. And apparently, well, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, so. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, two-point touchpad. Yes, we'll move on. <laughs> two-point touchpad with a click mechanism. Oh. So does that mean T3? <laughs> click. <laughs> no, I think it's closer to the Vita D-pad than it is to the PlayStation or the DualShock 3 D-pad. Dual, DualShock 3, the 4. Uh, no, I'm talking about the touchpad. Oh, I'm sorry, the touchpad. T3. Yes. <laughs> touchy touchpad. So two-point so it's capacitive click mechanism. Oh, so it's like my. Uh, I didn't realize. I didn't see that. T three. No, no. It, it's like my. Um, it's like my Mac. My new MacBook Pro has a touchpad where you can click down on it for the buttons. I didn't see that. T three. Click. 
<laughs> How many times do I have to say this? Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> it right. better not be the, got... the episode title. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I've got ideas already. <laughs> All right, uh, six axis is still there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. I, I do. It, when it's when it's used correctly, the six axis is good. At least this time, it's not shoehorned in at the last minute. Yes, when it's used poorly, not so good. <laughs> uh, it's got the light bar. It's got the vibration. It has a built-in mono speaker. Yeah, that's right above the PlayStation button. Yes, but everybody thought that that was a. Mike. Mm, some people thought it was, but I always knew it was a speaker. I think I said that two weeks ago. Well, okay, smart guy. Well, it's basically uh, it's kind of it's kind of the same way that the Wii speaker works. So you yeah. actually have independent sound coming out of the controller. Uh, whoop de do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's the USB, uh, which is the same. Yep. Um, stereo headset jack. Yep, on every one. And uh, it's it. going to be bundled with a headset when it comes in the system. And I'm sure it'll be a lovely headset. I'm sure it'll be just wonderful. But you know what? It'll use... See, this is the one where it's not just the 3.5 millimeter jack. It also has uh, the place for... It's almost like a mini circuit board, yeah. you know? And it slips in there, and then you can you can probably have controls on there, which might be volume, which might be uh, volume. Well, you would think you would have be. to have that because it doesn't ha- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a little you know a little volume knob or anything like that, like the yeah. 361 head on the on the little piece of plastic. So yeah. you'd have to do something like that, or like you said, you can have the controls right on the uh, on the cable, and that's kind of indicative of, of Sony in the past. I mean, even the PSP. Headphones that you could buy the little over-the-ear ones had yeah. all the controls right on there. Yeah. yeah. So, seriously, this be- these better be good headphones. You would hope because... so. And like I said, you can do the Dolby 7.1 headphone profile, you know, all the DSP stuff. You could, po- you know, potentially do that so that you get surround out of the, you know, you could potentially do that. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's a question I have written down if we ever get to talk to Shu. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, so it looks good. Uh, Sony has said that the DualShock uh, 3 will not work no, yeah. with the PS4 at all. That's fine. Uh, which makes sense because the share button. Duh. Yeah, well, it makes it makes sense, but also that's fine because the design of the, P- of the DualShock 4 isn't really that different than what we have on the DualShock 3 anyway. It's just kind of extension of that, you know. It's yeah. like the added features, but it would still work the same. Yeah, well, it's the evolution, finally. Yeah. And it's funny, because people have been complaining for years, oh, it's the same It's the same controller, oh, and I don't like this controller. And then they changed it, and a lot of people are like, well, they changed it, and I don't like this change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever Nobody's happy, ever man. happy. <laughs> the internet makes people not happy. You didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Here's one thing, though, that, that they list that I'm a little bit disappointed with. Uh, Bluetooth version 2.1. Uh, it's got EDR also, but uh, Bluetooth version 4 is out now. I mean, it's out. And it has much better bandwidth. It has quite a few features that would be really nice. So I'm kind of surprised. It's not a bad thing that it's 2.1. It'll it'll work fine, I'm sure. But there's some extra stuff you could have done with version 4. That I'm wondering if maybe on the console they do version 4 when it comes out. But they haven't said yet, obviously. 
Hmm. Yeah. So, everybody is getting the system, a DualShock, at least one DualShock 4, Correct. and a headset, and the PlayStation 4i yep. in the box yep. when it ships. Because the PlayStation 4i works with the DualShock 4. Well, one other thing that we didn't mention with the controller, um, Shuhei Yoshida confirmed after the show that it, it indeed does have move uh, functionality. Which isn't on this press release. So it does. Yes. Confirmed. I don't get that, though. I do. I, I, I don't think it's full move control. Who It could. I mean, now that you don't need uh, the ball to, you know, to act as the triangulation. But, um, you know, I, we've talked about it before. But I, I think there's some really interesting stuff you can do with it uh, on some games that you might not have put that functionality in before. I mean... There's games out on the PS3 now that you can play with the the, the move controller and like a DualShock or whatever else. Well, now you can do both on the same thing. But there are games where you really need to twist your arm around and twist everything around to get the movements. Right. And I don't see how you're going to do that but with a controller. Just Just think of in the middle. Think of what the DualShock 3 does today and what the move does today. And then think of the DualShock 4 kind of in the middle of both of the functionality, you know, the ends of the spectrum on the functionality. There's some really interesting stuff you can do. And also, you got to remember, this can be compensation for the, the DualShock 4 not having a gyroscope in it. Because a lot of the stuff that you can do in the Vita, like, for example, doing that really finite aim with the motion on Uncharted. Well, instead of having the gyroscope in that DualShock 4, you've got the move functionality where it interacts with this camera that comes with the system so that you can put that functionality in there, you could use that as almost doing that finite, you know, type but of, of aim. The six axis the six axis motion sensing system with three axis gyroscope, three axis. Oh, did it say gyroscope? Yes. Oh, okay, I'm wrong. Aha. <laughs> Wait, Aha. gyroscope anyway. <laughs> oh look at motion six sensor. Axis motion sensing system. Oh yeah, three, three axis gyroscope. See, it's there. Wow. All right. Uh, then I don't know. <laughs> Never, <laughs> Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Exactly. Uh, yeah. See, I. Uh, I do like it there, though. I like the, the the option there. And well, it's nice to have the option there, but I think that could be trouble. I really do because I think this gets into we territory where you confuse people because. Honestly, there are games I play with the move controller where you have to twist your wrist around, where you have to swing the whole thing around. I okay. I don't see how you can comfortably or easily do that with a dual shot. See, the problem is you're too focused on the word move. What I think they're going to do is that there's some of that move functionality in the controller, but it probably won't say move anywhere. It will no, use it the technology. Won't. But if it's a move game, you will still use the PlayStation Move controller. It's like adding okay. the gyroscope. It's not going to say gyroscope on the controller itself. It's the <laughs> Why not? But it's the same thing with this. Because then you'd never it has, know. It has the move functionality of, of some sorts. Because the All camera right. comes with the system and you can put this extra technology in there where you don't use a regular move controller, you can use kind of this hybrid of having the full DualShock with some of that move functionality built in. You don't need to say, oh, it's a move game. It's not. It's still being played with the DualShock 4. You'll still have games that say move compatible, and that's for the regular move controller. 
Uh, yeah, I. Uh, You're I overthinking know. it, man. I maybe I am, but I'm just uh, my concern is that. Oh, hey, guess what? I don't need move now because it's all in my controller. No. And, well, that's not going to work. But they pretty much proved that that's not the case when they show that, that uh, media molecule demo. Yeah. You can't turn the whole DualShock around in your hands comfortably. Right. So, like, like I said, I think you're overthinking it. It's chaos. I think you're overthinking right. it. Well, on to the eye. <laughs> you're an eye. External dimensions. Approximately <laughs> 186. <laughs> all right. I'm a little um, worried about this thing because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it on top of my TV like the regular PSI for the three. Yeah, well, get ready for all the uh, all the add-ons and oh, peripherals. Here come the add-ons. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the trick. You know, maybe this will come with well, like the Wii uh, Light Bar has uh, two little peel-off stickers on the bottom, and you can stick <laughs> it to the top or you can put it on the bottom. Stick it to your top. I'll stick it to the top. Yeah. Pop it like it's hot. So you could probably do that because it's not that deep, you know? Right. Uh, so the whole thing here, uh, video frame rate, 1280 by 600, wait, 1280 by 800 uh, at 60 frames per second. Right. Which is awesome. 640 by 400 at 120 frames per second. 320 by 192, awesome, at 240 frames per second. I think that's the resolution that the PSI runs the first P- like the one that came with the PlayStation 2 was running at. Might be. Because I think the new one runs it, uh, I don't want to say it because I'm probably totally off. That's crazy. Okay. Like 1280 by so. 800 at 60 frames, that's freaking crazy. Yeah. So the video format is RAW, YUV, uncompressed. <laughs> uh, it's got dual lenses. With a fixed focus, actually. So, Which means it's going to be like Connect, and we're going to have to buy a little uh, lens add-on if you have to stand exactly. the damn thing. Yeah, it's an F2, F2.0 fixed focus. Mm. Uh, uh, that was the thing. And maybe that's better. Yeah. If it, if it can cover enough of the room where you don't have to be, where you don't need one of those crazy add-ons like the Nyko freaky weird add-on for the connect uh there was a whole thing about the playstation i where you know make sure that it's wide wide focus yeah. and make sure that it's you know and you're going back and forth and back and forth and <laughs> well but the other thing is you got to remember this isn't like connect it doesn't have to be able to to read you your body with your feet on the ground and your hands all the way up in the air oh but it does you know why because it's gonna like watch you <laughs> It's going to watch you masturbate. I'm telling you. Yep, it is. Yep. Sony's going to know when you're diddling your junk. <laughs> well, I did hear a report that the PlayStation 4, actually, right now at least, the debugs uh, do operate when you have the camera unplugged. Which doesn't sound like the, like the same story with the new Xbox so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's got an 85-degree field of view, which is... That's pretty freaking good. That's pretty good. Four-channel microphone array. Which is the same as the one today, but hopefully it's set up a little bit better. Well, the way it's set up on there, it's got uh, two in the middle and then two on the ends. Right. And the camera is between. The two cameras are between. Uh So it's speaker, camera, speaker, speaker, camera, speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Got that, everybody? (laughs) How'd that go again? (laughs) Uh... 
and it's got a dedicated connection to the PS4. Which is cool. I like that, that it's yeah. actually over an aux port and it doesn't eat one of your USB ports. Exactly, because we don't know how many USBs are going to be on this Phantom PS4. Some of a bitch better have eight. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'd be happy with four again. I just wish they would have stayed with four. Yeah. Four was good. I'm fi- Four is a minimum for me. It really is. After dealing with with how many I have you know, on my fat PS3 and then going down to the slim for one of my PS3s, only having two ports is really annoying, even for me. You know what would be even better? Put like two on the front and four on the back. How about that, Sony? USBs on the back like we've been begging for for years. Exactly. So you don't have a bunch of cables hanging out the front. Yeah, yeah. it would be nice. You know, you try to make that thing look nice on your on your... On your rack with all your other equipment and everything else, and all you have all these hang, you know, cables hanging off the front. It just doesn't look right. Give us everything. Yeah. And the last uh, tentative mm. uh, thing here is that the length, the cable length, uh, is going to be about two meters. So eight feet. Tentatively. No, ten, wait. Two meters. It's three meters per. Oh, let's see. One foot per three minutes, like six feet? No, it's wait. 38 feet. <laughs> 30 to two. Convert to euros. <laughs> Meters? Come on. What the hell? Uh, Actually, that's almost six feet, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's like six feet, yeah. Because I remember from uh, those little Saturday morning things that a meter is just a little more than the yard. See, but that scares me a little bit because we're going to have to pay like $30 for an extension cable probably. Why would you need an extension cable for something that's six feet because long? Because I want to keep my PS3 in the other room. It, no, I'll smack you. <laughs> you can keep your PS3 in the other room. It's not going to matter. This connects to the PS4 I want the wireless only. camera that they release the year after for 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, pretty cool though. I I really do like that controller, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So whose turn is it for this last one? Yours. All right. Uh, so the people in Europe can quit their bitching now because you all are getting a ton of love for PlayStation Plus in March. Uh, this is ridiculous. Like, we got Plants vs. Zombies for the Vita coming. Uh, you know what you have in Europe? Yeah, for PS3, uh, on the 6th of March, you get Mass Effect 3, Dead or Alive 5, and Joe Danger 2. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then for the Vita, on the 13th of March, you get Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, the entire freaking collection for Vita. And then on the 20th of March, Puddle. Puddle. And now you got a bit of a puddle. It's got puddle. It's a puddle. Oh. <laughs> Oi. Oh, wait, that's Australia. Uh, oops. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Exactly. No, no, wrong. South Africa. So, yeah, uh, I don't want to hear any more whining and complaining and bitching from those Europeans on our forums and everything else that we never get any love. Blah, blah, blah. I'm very upset I'm because very we don't get any love over love, here. No love at all. Not even self-love. Hello, love. Hello. Would you like? Hello, governor. Would you like <laughs> some tea and strumpets? 
I would, but me bollocks is hurting. <laughs> I'm just going to see how I can slip that word in every week God. from now on. The best part is we really don't even know what it means. That's the Oh, I know what it means. No, I know what the dog's bollocks are, I think. <laughs> I watched Formula 51 one time. Terrible movie. With Sam Jackson in a kilt. I've seen Doctor Who. I know what goes on over there. Ah, I see. They say that a lot in that show. Ah, uh, bollocks? <laughs> yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, we're way off tonight. We're just all no, over No, all right, all right. I'm sorry. That That's not the type of word they would use in that show. It's more something that shows up in the Sarah Jane Adventures. God. Quit trying to improve your nerd cred. <laughs> It's all you're doing. I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm hoping that some, some nerd over there is just crying right now. Wait, didn't she just die? Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, I remember that. See, I know yeah. Doctor Who's. I was blown away though when <laughs> she came back. Oh, man, that episode when she came back, that was just awesome. I'll bet. Uh, but. Uh, that was a very emotional episode. All right, I'm a nerd. I'm and a then and then she's got K9. Yeah. And the doctor's like, "K9." And it goes, "Master." He goes, "Oh, he remembers me." And I just went, "Oh." I still want my dude. little K9. Like I wanted to take a oh. Sony Ibo and turn it into K9. Seriously. <laughs> so cool. Oh, uh, I just want a Sony Ibo. Anybody got an Ibo they're not using anymore? Let me know. <laughs> but I was really blown away by how good she looked. She looked amazing. She did. She looked really good. Yeah. I saw. I didn't see the episode, but I saw some pictures when it. Because I mean, that news really got out, and it went all over the place, and I was pretty surprised. Yeah, yeah. That that episode was awesome, and then what was really cool is that she got her spinoff show, right. and they did three seasons, and it was like it was like more for kids, you know. Right. It was like old time kitty show almost, uh, wonder- but it still had the the aliens and everything. It was still tied into the Doctor Who. Hey, what is what is all this all. crap about? They're they're hanging up the Daleks or something. Like they're scrapping the Daleks or something. I don't know. I know they're coming back for the big fiftieth. Uh, yeah, because I saw something on Twitter one day saying that. I'm, I mean, I think it was a comedy post, but somebody said that they're getting rid of the Daleks. So now, are we going to start seeing all these handicapped ramps uh, disappearing in in England because the Daleks don't need them anymore? <laughs> I don't remember who tw- I think it was actually who the frick actually t- tweeted that. I don't remember anymore. Well, I they're never going to get rid of them. I mean, they can say they're going to get rid of them. They'll be back in a year or two. Right. Because I mean, the doctor like in this new incarnation, he has completely wiped them from history several times and they keep coming back. <laughs> So it, they're never going to get rid of them. Right. They're they're too iconic. Actually, the guy that created the the Daleks back in the sixties, I guess, mm-hmm. he just died. Yeah, I saw something on a couple days ago. Bark, I believe, about that. Yeah, he was in his eighties, I think, eighty five or so. Uh, but essentially, he, I mean, because of the budgets. He was trying to figure out what to do, and he just built 
he said, all right, somebody has to sit in this thing. So I'm going to make a chair, make it all ergonomic so they can just sit down and move around. And then he just built around a person, essentially, sitting in a chair. Right. So it's like a big R2-D2, basically. Yeah. And that's how you came (laughs) up with it. (laughs) Big, man-sized R2-D2. That's perfect. With less character, but a lot scarier. Yeah. Exterminate! Exterminate! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can we stop nerding out about Doctor Who now? Uh, I see the problem is I used yo. to watch it in the past. I haven't really watched it recently. I, I have seen episodes and I've liked them. I just don't catch it regularly because I don't have BBC yeah. America. Well, the new one is very, very good. I like the new Doctor. I think he's really good. Yes. Yeah, I hated him again, but I hated. Uh, you always hate the new uh, Doctor for like a couple of I episodes do. and then they warm up to you. Yeah. I mean, it took this this one a lot longer. Matt Smith, it took him a lot longer to for me to warm up to him because he's just weird looking. Yeah. He's got very sunken eyes and he's just odd looking. But You know how I warmed up to him? He was on Craig Ferguson's show because Craig Ferguson did Doctor Who Week. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry go. I cut you off. I apologize. Um, but he is very uh, he's very manic. In the role, and he's he's got a charm to him. He's really funny. Uh, plays it really well. Yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah, I I do like him. He's he's very good in the role. I'll say that much. I don't know if I could watch him in anything else uh, <laughs> that I would care to watch him in anything else. Um, but he he's a really good doctor. I'll give him that. And they've done some really interesting stuff with the doctor with him in the role. Right. So. Cool shows. <laughs> and that's all this week for Doctor Who Cast. Send us your emails next week and we'll talk about Doctor Who and Kiss. Oh, we're gonna talk about the Cybermen, yo. <laughs> hey. We're gonna talk about how how much uh, better Gene Simmons is when he wears his makeup, and then we'll talk about the Cybermen. <laughs> that's all I can think of. The Cybermen. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. We're way off here now. All right. We got we to gotta get back on track. We got to get back on track. And the, Where are we? The way to do that is to tell us what you played this week. And watched? And I watched, watched Doctor Who. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know what I played. I really didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't write this down. Uh, all right. So I did play a little bit of Little Big Planet on the Vita. Okay. I know I did that. Uh, I did, in a sleepy stupor, play a little bit of Treasure Park, and I lost. <gasps> yeah. Oh, we got we to gotta announce the winner, then. I will have to do that, that after the break, because I think, like, three people got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, at, I almost forgot at, about that. At 54, I took a nose dive. Oh. And I went, <laughs> well, you just kind of gave it away, because some people said, like, 63 and everything. Yeah. Way to go. You ruined it. It's, what? It's ruined. You've completely ruined it. It's not ruined. <laughs> Your face is ruined. <laughs> Your face. A uh, uh, little bit of that PlayStation Home Arcade again. Yes. Pretty cool. I agree. Pretty cool. like Asteroids on there. Me too. I've been playing that it, and uh, actually that Astro Smash quite a bit. Yeah, I've been doing uh, Asteroids and Frogger. Oh, cool. Yep, because they took way too many of my quarters, and now I'm 
getting it all back, essentially. Because <laughs> <laughs> it only costs you six quarters to buy it. Exactly. Oh, how, it's so mind-blowing to think that, that here yeah. we're throwing quarters in there like it's out of style. You run back to mom, can I have more quarters? Can I have more quarters? I mean, how many times did we did that when we were kids? And now on this little handheld device, you can have the exact same game, and it costs you six quarters. And that's it. It's everything. It's crazy. Wow. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Uh, I did some PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale on the Vita. Nice. Thoroughly enjoying that still. Awesome. Don't know why, but I am liking it. <laughs> it's fun. That's it's, why, because it's fun. Yeah, it really is. Um, what else? Did a little more Sly Cooper until I gave you the card. <laughs> what? You can't download it off the disc? It's downloaded. I just really don't have room on the card right oh now. To... Yeah, I got to do some house cleaning because, like I said, I think MLB showing up tomorrow, and that's, I think yeah. that's three and a half gig. Yeah, this is problematic. Sony, we need a 64 gig memory card for this thing. There's been a few sales on the 32s lately, so that, that brings my hopes up a little bit. Uh, well. <laughs> Instead of bringing out a 64, they'll just bring out a 32 with a new color. Yeah. I want it, I want it, I want it. Um, I did a little bit of Jetpack Joyride on the Vita. It's free. Yeah, I know. That's why I played it. Yeah. And it was like, a, well, I'll just play real quick. And <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. It's just... Yeah. As usual, Josh is never happy. Exactly. Yeah. Just not quite my thing. <laughs> a, a little more Aliens, Colonial Marines... <laughs> well, it's tell us about any it. Better. No, no, but yeah, let, let's get into it a little bit more. I mean, um, I know you're waiting until you and Ray are going to play some cooperative later this week. So, because Ray's going to be doing the written review, and you're doing the one on the podcast. Yeah. And the more and more it sounds like it. By the way, uh, it sounds like it's going to be re- review a Palooza next week because we have at least yeah. four reviews next week. We got Aliens. We got MLB. We've got um, Nino Cooney, and what's the other one? Uh, uh, maybe Ratchet and Clank, right. which is way late. Way, way late. Well, but like you, like you said, we were waiting for the other waiting one. Waiting for the Vita version. Yeah, which never came. Or the, yeah, the Vita version, which never came. Yeah. Um, Not your fault. But I think there was one more beyond that, that I, I was, that I was like, oh, oh yeah, and Ratchet and Clank. Well, I've got Rocket Birds coming up, uh, for the Vita, okay. but I think if... I haven't finished it yet, but if we're going to do that many next week, I might just hold off a week. Nah, let's just do them all. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll see if I can finish it, because i got Star Wars Pinball that i got to bust ass on, and now I've got MLB. And also, I, I think when I get home on Saturday, God of War is going to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Aliens, Colonial Marines. Um... Things aren't looking good for Gearbox right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stories kind of coming out. Jim Sterling's just on a mission now because Randy Pitchford kind of uh, thumbed his nose at him, basically. And um, it was weird. Like, there's people asking Randy Pitchford and some other people at at, uh, at that studio, like, about things, and they won't answer anybody. And then all of a sudden, all these Twitter accounts showed up that were tweeting directly at Randy and a bunch of other people at the studio, like, praising the game. 
and they were all brand new accounts. I mean, it got that low that last week. Uh, yeah, it got a little weird. So I, I it sucks. I mean, I still want to see it for myself, but I mean, even the YouTube videos I've seen so far, wow, that uh, that's not good. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> And I keep waiting for something to get better, and nothing's getting better. Um, yeah, I if if people keep digging, and all this information that keeps coming out is just making Gearbox look worse and worse. I agree, unfortunately. Yeah. And I just don't like that. I mean, I I love Gearbox. I love what they did with Borderlands One and Two. I'm worried. I mean, but we were talking about it, you know, from the way it sounds, the wording of the contract, all they had to do was ship the game and they shipped it. Yeah. So they can't even be sued That's, for, because I yeah. mean, there, there are allegations of embezzlement now where they were basically not really working on the game, but still getting milestone paychecks. And, um, there's this insider apparently at, so at Sega that's posting on a blog under an assumed name and he's giving a lot of stuff away and, because uh, some people were saying like Sega should sue Gearbox, but because of the way the contract was set up, they can't because they actually ship the game by a certain date. I mean, you were you were saying that the game, well, we saw it in the articles, but it got canceled back in 2008, and then somebody <laughs> stupidly said, no, oh, let's make it. Yeah. Uh, some weird decision-making yeah. here. And when we were trying to figure out last week, like how could that have possibly happened? How could we have seen such great gameplay and just gorgeous footage and everything. We're, we're, it was there. It, it yeah, was working. Yeah. And it looked beautiful. And then what came out was not that. And the allegation from that from that supposed insider there was that uh, it was hand, the single-player campaign was handed off to that other developer. I forget their name. Yeah, me too. Uh, that third or fourth developer that's in there. And... When they went to show the game at these different events, they realized that what they had from them was such crappy work that they just pulled out the stuff Gearbox had done previously. Yeah. And they were showing that off. And I guess hoping or assuming that the other team would get their stuff up to par and make it look better, but they never did. They were over their heads. They never should have been developing it in the first place because they were... Just not a developer that could handle something like that. Yeah, that developer's TimeGate. TimeGate, yeah. Uh, so, and that was like the allegation right when the game came out. Everybody was like, "Who is this TimeGate?" And it it was alleged right from within a day or two of it coming out. Oh, TimeGate's the one that that apparently worked on almost the entire single player campaign, and that's why it's a, a mess. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're past games. There's a couple in there you'll probably uh, you'll probably recognize, but <clears throat> they did three games uh, in the Kohan series. Never heard of that one. Axis and Allies, and then Fear Extraction Point, which you know was, I think, the f not a very good <laughs> Fear game. Uh, Fear, per like a couple <laughs> DLC things. Section 8, I remember that game, which... It was decent. It wasn't great. And then they actually list Aliens, Colonial Marines on their games list. So yeah. it's yeah, it's pretty interesting to hear some of that stuff. And Jim Sterling did a great job in this article, by the way. He really did his homework. He actually went out and tried to corroborate as much as he could. Uh, I give the guy credit. He, he did a great job in this article. Uh, I love to see when Jim actually does some actual journalism. 
instead of just trying to piss people off and and uh, <laughs> but you know that's well, the gym. I mean, it pissed people off. Yeah, but we well this <laughs> pisses people off for the right reasons though because everybody got screwed here and. It's funny because well, all the people are saying, "Oh, that's why you shouldn't uh, make any opinions on on like events that like preview events and everything." And I'm like, "Why would we go to the preview events if you don't want us to comment on them?" So from now on, we're just going to go to a preview <laughs> event, and you don't want us to talk about it at all on the podcast. I mean, the thing is, this isn't this isn't a normal thing. Normally, when we go to a pre- preview event or we get to see something ahead of time or whatever, the game only gets better. I mean, we we have had occasions where it's gotten worse for whatever reason. Like they showed us a. They showed us one level that worked really well, and the rest of the game just totally stunk. But you don't really ever see it where the graphics actually degrade after you've seen it and everything else. And, that, and that's the big difference. Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 a real mess. I mean, uh, there was a point where they, they're they basically speculating because uh, Gearbox went after Duke Nukem Forever, and they paid for the license, and they paid for all this stuff. Where did they get that money from? And that's where, like, the... The unfounded allegations about embezzling from Sega come in and everything else. A lot of that can't be proven. And and Jim makes note of that here in, in his article. But um, really, I mean, this is one of the bigger scandals we've had in video gaming in a long time. Yeah. With a really, really like well-known and well-respected developer, too. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's kind of a perfect storm here. You know, it's a really well-known developer who's had a couple of huge hits uh, in the past couple of years, two really big games this generation. And, you know, they, they famously went out and resurrected Duke Nukem forever and got it out the door. You know, they said, this is it. It's, it's going to be what it is. We're not doing any work on it. We're just finishing it so that it can get out the door. Right. Uh, But they got it out the door, which was, a pretty legendary thing right there. Like, holy crap, it's actually coming out. Right. You know, it was terrible, but nobody expected anything more than that. <laughs> um, but now they're just caught up in, in a huge scandal. Really? It's crazy. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's pretty messed up. I, it, it's, it's kind of funny too, because you can tell like if, if you, piss off Jim Sterling, he gets all focused on things and like actually starts doing all this legwork and everything else, and he puts out a really good couple of articles about it, and I really hope he stays on it, too. I mean, so far, Sega hasn't said a thing, Gearbox hasn't said a thing, nobody has said a thing. And it's got to come out eventually. I mean, there, there are, there's definitely something shady going on here. There's no doubt in my mind that something shady is going on here. Because we know that other version of the game existed. It, it's, at some level, that game existed with better visuals, better everything. And then we got this piece of shit instead. Yeah. That's the thing. I wonder if they can or if they will even patch it. I think they're using completely different engines. That's the bad part of it. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be patched. Well, if it gets patched, uh, it might be minor, but I don't think it'll be visually patched. Yeah, if it is TimeGate, then they would be, because... The last event I saw it at, at Comic-Con, the last time I saw it, uh, they were showing us a couple of the early levels, and they were just jaw-droppingly gorgeous, and they were talking about the lighting and how they had written this engine from scratch, and it was a brand new engine, and they were able to do all these gorgeous lighting effects and and the fire and all this other stuff, and it looked amazing. Uh, But that's what they kept demoing over and over, those same levels. Because that's all that was done on the Gearbox side, I bet. Well, yeah, that's probably all they had. Yeah. 
And meanwhile, TimeGate was working on the entire game from scratch all over Using again the on a different engine, engine that something? turned out to be poop. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's pretty... In theory. Well, in, I mean, yeah, we can just speculate because nobody's talking, but um, I, I really think that um, that uh, Mr. Sterling is really getting some information that, that's helping kind of form the, this entire story, and um, kudos to Mr. Sterling. Good job, Jim. Yeah. But what I was saying earlier, I, there are people that are actually attacking him. Yeah. Uh, saying that he's either making stuff up or that he's just piling on gearbox. How dare he? And he's like, he's actually doing journalism. <laughs> That's the <laughs> funny part about get it. a whole lot. Yeah, you don't see that very much on the internet anymore. And I mean, yeah. let's be honest, you see all the podcasts and all the video stuff that Jim puts out. It's all, it, it's all like satire. Basically. That's all it is. He's just trying to get a reaction out of people when he actually puts his mind to it and works on stuff. He does some great work. He really does. I mean, that's why I've always liked talking to Jim when we see him at events and everything else. I ignore most of the stuff he posts because it's just, it's satire. It's schlock. But when he does something like this, he did a really good job on this stuff so far. And, and I, I really like the fact that he's kind of taken it upon himself to be like, you know, the, the, be the Don Quixote here and, and, and make a run for everything with a lance. So, or the toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see this unfold more. And, uh, it, I mean, it really sucks at the same time uh, that, that all this is happening. And, and the only people, I mean, there's a lot of people that really uh, suffer for this, but at the core of it, the gamers suffer. Because now nobody might hire Gearbox for anything. Gearbox could go bankrupt over this if there's any litigation. Sega's not going to trust them anymore, obviously. You know, and, and Sega loses money on the deal. And it, it, it's a really bad thing. Yeah. Tis a it's shame. messed up. I agree. I, I just don't get it. I don't either. Um, so that's, I think, oh no, I play Rock Band. I forgot about that. Sweet. Yeah, I, I was doing stuff here. I was working on stuff in the basement, and uh, I had the kid with me, and he was hanging out, and he was just sitting in his little playpen, playing around. Then he got bored. Then he got annoyed. <laughs> and, he and I had to dist- distract him and I said you know what why don't you watch me play drums yeah. won't that be fun <laughs> oh boy so he did he was staring at the drums and he's staring at the screen and he's staring at the drums and he's staring at the screen and he's trying to formulate in his head like what's going on there <laughs> those aren't uh, keys that you're dangling in front of me what's going on <laughs> so I played a bunch of Foo Fighters on the drums uh, sang along with a couple of them, and then he started getting bored of that. And I was like, "All right, now we got to find something else to do." <laughs> <laughs> so I actually grabbed the microphone and I said, "All right, let's let's sing some of these songs." And I had the microphone. I'm holding him in my arms, and he's like, "Then he's staring at the mic, and he's looking at my mouth, and he's staring at the mic, and then he's looking at the screen, and he's trying to figure that all out." <laughs> it was actually pretty. Daddy, funny. why does it um, sound so bad? Exactly. That's not what that sounds like. What are you trying to do here? Uh, but that was pretty cool. That was fun. Um, so kept him busy for a while. Uh, then TV. Uh, two big things. 
almost caught up on Arrow, like five episodes behind. I, I'm way behind. I'm probably five or six behind now. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoy that show. It's Told really you. Yeah. Well, I knew it was. I just never had the time to watch it. <laughs> I mean, because I had seen the preview for it before you did, and I was like, oh, my God, this thing looks amazing. But I started from the beginning. I watched it from the beginning. I'm OG. Bloody oh, dog. I'm OG. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, really enjoying that. And I just got to the first episode where Janina showed up. Janina. Love her. Janina who? What? Janina Gavankar. That name sounds familiar. That we were talking about her a couple of yeah. weeks ago. She's on True Blood. She's, oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. True Blood. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the one that's, um, from the league? Uh, yes. <gasps> She's on Arrow? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Fuck. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Shiva. And you know she's going to be a recurring character because why would they get her for just like a one-off thing? Oh, the Shiva. That makes me happy. Yes. Uh, and it's cool because I love the way they're playing it where they go into his backstory <laughs> bit by bit by bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I do love that too. How they're, It's kind of two stories evolving at the same time where they look at yes. where, when he's on the island and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they dropped the island for a couple of weeks there, and then now they started to get back into it more, and mm. I love it. The island stuff is yeah, really great. Yeah, I, th- I have a feeling, the problem is I'm going to be really busy this weekend, too, uh, getting stuff ready for reviews and everything, so I don't know when I'm going to be able to plant my ass on the couch and watch them all. Yeah. But at least I'll be home. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but that, and I've been uh, watching Derek. Which is the new series from Ricky Gervais. Is it on HBO or something? No. What's it on? BBC. Oh, I don't think we BBC have... BBC 5. You, we, don't have, we don't have all the fancy stuff that you have. No, I don't have that either. Oh. I have evaluation copies. Oh. <laughs> Given to me with permission by Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Because if you read his Twitter, he said, somebody asked him, how can I watch it in the U.S.? And he said, well, you can watch it this summer on Netflix or one of those exclusively. I would probably say Netflix, yeah. And he said, but if you happen to watch it beforehand somehow, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't disapprove of that. That's awesome. Something along those lines. Ah. Um, man, it's amazing. It, it really is. The... The first episode, I was laughing my ass off, just laughing so hard at two or three of the scenes, and then by the end, you're crying. Really? Like, like sad crying. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be it's sad. It's amazing. And that's the kind of show it, but it all takes place in a in an old folks home. Oh, does I, I assume Ricky's in it, right? Is yes, it like he the is. whole crew, him and? Uh, it's uh, just him and Carl. Oh, Carl's in it? Yes. Oh my god. Carl has a ma- has a major part. I mean, they're Are they playing old people? No, 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 no. So they no, work no. in the they're, old folks home. They're two of the people that work there. Yeah, okay. but they're unlike any characters that you've ever seen. Oh my god. And the whole thing is like his whole family works in that industry. That's why he wrote this. Oh. Like his mother, his sister, like all these people that he's known in his life. So he he knows this, mm. you know. He knows these stories. He knows these people. He knows what it's all about, and like his character is 
not all there mentally. Um, but he's a very sweet guy. Sure. You know, um, Carl is just one of those guys. He's just sort of a regular guy who's not really thrilled with where he is, but that's what he does. He's like the handyman there. He fixes everything. And <laughs> Carl kills me. He's just, you know, he's not too thrilled. Yeah. He's not. Carl's never happy. He's just, he's just there. Yeah. He's just. Hey. And then there's a, there's a third guy who's just their friend. Uh, he's friends with Ricky, but not with Carl. And he doesn't work there. But he's just always there. Oh, okay. And he's just a dirtbag. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's ridiculous. I mean, he's got a great scene in one of the first two episodes. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. Um, and then the woman who runs the place. Okay. Uh, who's just like one of the sweetest women, you know, she, like she really cares about what's going on there. And she's trying to deal with it. She's trying to deal with the nightmare of not having enough funding about getting threatened, you know, funding taken away right. and just everything that comes along with that job and not being appreciated for all the work that you put in and all the effort that you're putting in and everything that you're doing for these people, you know, well, it's, it's an amazing show because he manages to make you laugh and cry constantly. I don't want to watch that. I lived in a nursing home for a while. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is. It's the best work he's done. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. So you have to see. Yeah, I will have to um, see it. So yeah, I'm very impressed with that. Cool. Um, and that's. I think that's pretty much it. I hear Hail uh, Baby in the background. This is. Yeah. This is a, a blessed show. <laughs> yeah, he's up in the kitchen. He's uh, he's making some noise. He's been noisy all day. Baby's appeased. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so he's he wants to come down and tell his side of the rock band well, story. Obviously. I think <laughs> Daddy made boom boom uh, with his yeah. mouth. All right, uh, I played obviously a ton of MLB 13. The show I can't talk about it yet, but uh, review will be next week on the podcast and on the website. Uh, as I said before, uh, downloaded that Capcom arcade uh, cabinet, which uh, and I got oh, the first yeah. pack for it. So uh, crap, I have to download that. I forgot. Yeah, you do. Um, so you get Black Tiger for free. Black Tiger is uh, side-scrolling action. Uh, really freaking hard game, actually. Um, and then in the first uh, the pack, you get uh, 1943, The Battle of Midway, which is uh, just a classic vertical shmup. Uh, really great game. A lot of shmups are kind of based on the 1943 uh, series. Like, there's a whole series of 1942, 1941, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's a great game. It's fantastic. It's my favorite out of the bunch right now. Uh and then what was the other one? It's like the Avengers or Avenger or something like that, which is a overhead perspective, like a, a, a brawler, but it's not very good. Like you'd punch the guys and they always like grab onto you all the time. So you have to shake the controller around to get them off of you and everything else. And wasn't too happy about that, but I got to say this Capcom arcade, uh, the platform itself is really, really cool. Um, lets you change the the uh, size of the video, you know, all the filters and stuff like that to smooth it out. But it also supports what a lot of people say Tate mode, but Tate mode where um, if you have a, a monitor that's on a swivel, uh, like an LCD or whatever, that you can swivel and make it vertical so it's more like a page, the, this actually supports it. So every game on that platform is going to support this. It'll look more like the arcade because 
a lot of times. Nice. Yeah, a lot of times back in the day, the monitor would be turned sideways, so it was very vertical. Uh-huh. So it's almost like widescreen, but top bottom instead of right left. And this actually supports that. I was, I was shocked. Uh, but there's a lot of things you can do with the dip switches. What's called so back in the day, you know, on the on the board, you would actually change difficulty. You would change a lot of things in the game with these little. Uh, plastic switches that went, you know, you basically turned them on and off, and there were little circuits. And um, all the regular dip switches from the real games are available in here, so you can change difficulty, you can change how many care or how many lives you have, how many continues. Awesome. You can also turn on. Um, I think you can turn on uh, um, unlimited continues as well. You just keep keep hitting start, which is pretty cool. So really impressed so far. Uh, I really like it. I bought the first pack. I think the second pack comes out t- or today when you're listening to it. Uh, so I'm really in in for this so far. It's, it, there's some great games in the series that are coming out. There's a couple, eh, but uh, I think Sidearms Sidearms is on the next one, which I'm really excited about. Sidearms is one of my favorite games ever. It's uh, it's fantastic. So um, so far so good. Uh, like like I said, if you download the cabinet right now, it's a huge download because you're just unlocking the games that are already in the pack. Uh, so it's like over a gig that you download it. But um, I think the first pack was like five bucks or something like that. It wasn't that bad at all, and and uh, really cool. But like I said, if you get the cabinet right now, you get Black Tiger for free. So well, that's why I have to get it. I'm grabbing the cabinet, but I'm gonna wait till what is it May yeah. <laughs> when they're done with all these, because then the full pack of everything ends up costing less than buying them all as you go. Yeah, and I can wait, or you can check your email. Ooh, <laughs> or I could do that. <laughs> All right then. Yeah, no, but very very cool. Uh, Capcom back in the day was like. See you next week. <laughs> Capcom back in the day was one of the leaders in in the arcade, and um, I mean they made some just extraordinary games back then, and a lot of those are going in into this uh, cabinet, and and I hope it does well enough that they actually do more. So uh, they've got releases planned out for the next couple months. Uh, if you buy all of them, you get the two. Bonus games, which they haven't said what they're going to be yet, obviously because they don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's really, really cool stuff. So I uh, like it a lot. Also grabbed uh, Urban Freestyle, Freestyle Trials, which is kind of a... I think that's what it's called. It's that Trials knockoff. Uh, but it's out for PS3 and Vita. The weird thing is, they're actually pretty different games between the Vita and the PS3. They don't have cross-buy or cross-save or anything else. Is it? Oh, okay. Because I couldn't figure that out if it was. I thought maybe it was, uh, but then there were two different prices for yeah. them and i was very confused they're there. pretty different games and um i haven't played the vita one yet i haven't played the ps3 one it looks fantastic like the graphics and everything are really really cool i'm not sold on the gameplay yet because it's not really about doing a lot of tricks or anything it's about i don't know i'm just i'm having a hard time kind of glomming onto it like you can buy upgrades for your cycle after you make make so much money or you know so many points so you can put a better engine on there so you get better acceleration up some of the bigger hills. And it looks like what they want you to do is basically beef up your motorcycle and go back to the start and start over and try to meet, beat all your times and beat all your whatever. So it's interesting. I, I, I don't know if... Um, I mean, I kind of compared in my head to Joe Danger to a certain extent. And mm-hmm. I would say so far, Joe Danger and Joe Danger 2, much better games. So I'm going to keep playing them. Uh, like I said, I haven't even played the Vita one yet. I haven't had time. But uh, so far, I, I like it, but I don't know if I love it. You know? I don't know if I want to go back and play it all the time like Joe Danger. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Looks great. There's some really cool stuff that goes on in the game. It's Because that's why I kind of think of Joe Danger, because it has all this stuff that... It kind of makes you feel like you're on the set of a movie, you know, all the shit going off. All the explosions and 
like at one point a crane uh, moves over and there's you know it's got a container and it moves into the spot just in time for you to get onto it and that kind of thing. So, but there, I don't know. It, there's some interesting design there too because you can actually get to a certain point and then back up. And when you back up, you fall down to another level, and then you keep going. So it's that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it. I kind of expected more trick stuff, and it doesn't really seem to have a lot of that. You can do a flip every now and then if you're really far up in the air, but it's not like doing a bunch of tricks like a Joe Danger, or, you know, some other games. So yeah, I don't know yet. I also played the PS2 version, the remade one, finally the HD of uh, a little bit of Jack and Daxter, uh, the precursor mm. legacy. Only played about a half an hour because uh, I was waiting on something and I, like something was downloading and I, I played it really quick. Wow, it, it's really good. It's you know we got it for yeah, free. Yeah, it plus. is, isn't it? It's, it's I mean the, the graphics that were in the game originally kind of led to the HDification working really well because they used a lot of shading and a lot of things like that. They didn't use as much in terms of true textures. They used a lot of like grout shading and and some of the other stuff and. I mean, it's it doesn't look like a three or it doesn't look like a PlayStation three game, but it's really clean and really gorgeous to look at, insanely solid uh, frame rate, and it supports three D if you have it. Um, yep. But the cool thing is, it's not video cutscenes; it's all in engine, so you don't have that problem that you had in the first Ratchet, where all the cutscenes look like shit. So, I really like it so far. I didn't even get to listen to it. I'm actually going to restart it when, when I get a chance and actually, because there's a lot of story that that's involved and I didn't get to hear any of it and I haven't played the game for so long. But, yeah, really cool so far. So, if you didn't grab it yeah. for free with PlayStation Plus, grab it before it's uh, not available anymore, if it is. I think I think I platinum the first one. Oh, I platinumed it. Blah, blah, blah. That's right. <laughs> I think I did. Uh, and I started the second one and I wasn't as happy with the second one because it changed up gameplay dramatically. Yeah, it did. Uh, and I just couldn't get my head around it. And then I suddenly got like a bunch of review stuff all lined up and didn't go back to it. Mm, so okay. I do need to go back to it. I wanted to finish that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of a time waster at the time. I was, like I said, I was waiting for something. I don't even remember what it was anymore, but uh, just threw it in. A, oh, it was before we were playing Battlefield 3 last night because I was waiting to start that. So I just kind of popped it on and went. So I downloaded all those games. I got that and Ratchet and Clank and like one or two other ones that I had said, you know, purchase, but I never downloaded them. So I grabbed them all, but really cool. Uh, Star Wars pinball, which I'll be talking about later. Uh, Battlefield three last night with Bitterman and a few other people uh, on the PS nation server. We were playing armored kill really had a great time last night. I believe that uh, Bitterman was actually recording some video for another video, uh, kind of a video feature. And he's also planning on doing a video review of the new DLC that comes out uh, in like a week or two. And that'll be the last one for BF3. And BF4 was actually confirmed for the PS4, by the way, today. No surprise. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Well, we all knew it was coming. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We know it wasn't very you know, popular, wasn't very successful, but they decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to continue on. We're going to you know, push forward. And hopefully someday somebody will play our little Battlefield game. So, <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm busy playing the Call of Duties. <laughs> Duty. Duties. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, on the plane ride out to New York City, played a couple of hours of Rocket Birds on the Vita. I've also played it a few times here. But 
seriously really liking this game. Uh, they did a great job converting this down to the Vita. Uh, it looks fantastic on that screen. Uh, all the sound is there. I, it's such a neat game. Like The visual style is very unique. Uh, some really fun cutscenes that are all animated. And uh, the music is... I, I always forget the, the band that does the music, but the music is really, really well done. Um, it kind of reminds me of like... Uh, oh, who's the band that did that Clint Eastwood song? Mark would know this in a second because he loves them. What? Gorillas? Yeah. Is it Gorillas or it's Gorilla something? Just Gorillas? Gorillas yeah, yeah. did. Uh, it's kind of like their videos song. where it's, you know, that really weird animation style. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Rocket Birds is very about. much like that in, in the cutscenes and everything. And it they just pop up at the weirdest times and, and the story is funny as hell. And it, it's just like you play this chicken and like they start cloning him because he's a war chicken. And like... <laughs> <laughs> so they send all the clones after you and everything, but there's, I mean, so you have all this action platforming, but also a lot of puzzles, a lot of kind of walking back and opening puzzles, open this door with this card, that kind of thing. But then like you'll find your rocket pack and you fly up and there's these huge blimps, kind of like this old world war two style, you know, the, the propaganda style. And with these big monitors on it, with the general, like talking to you on, the, on this big monitor and you're like a little speck on the screen. And it kind of turns into this, almost like the shooter, like time pilot at, at a certain point. And you have to take all them out and then land on the on the blimp, and then you go inside and you do more stuff and you try to blow it up. And it's 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 a really unique game, and it's, it's unique in a good way. It's it's a really cool game, but it's not easy. I mean, you're going to get killed quite a few times with this one. And uh, but so far, really impressed with the Vita version. I I didn't know how it was going to translate, um, and so far, really really good. So if you're on the fence about it, I I, I know I'm not reviewing it yet, but. I'd say go for it because it's really good. And uh, watched. Uh, what, did I watch anything? Um, <laughs> I don't think I really did. I mean, uh, watching Californication again, by the way, and this last week, this episode last night was awesome. Uh, the one where they were on the plane. It was hilarious from beginning to end. And Justified still rules. And uh, Gold Rush is finally done. And they didn't kill each other. I was surprised. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one day one of the Hoffmans to get killed. It's going to happen because, man, they're stupid. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's about it for me. I, I've actually played more games than I thought. and uh, But now that MLB's in my hands, it's all over. My time's gone. But I can't say anything else. I've said too much. <laughs> fat ninjas. Fat ninjas. Fat ninjas. Fat ninjas. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, uh, we'll uh, announce the winner of the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance contest, uh, my review of Star Wars Pinball for Zen Pinball 2. We'll talk a little bit more about the PlayStation 4 stuff now that everything's kind of baked for a few days, uh, give the uh, overview of Midwest Gaming Classic for everybody that hasn't been there before that's thinking about going, emails, and uh, five hours later, we'll be done. So we'll be right back.
after uh, 20 minutes of Josh trying to find out how many wins he had in Treasure Park because he says he sent it to me, but I can't find it anywhere. Nice job. But you know I did. No, you told me on the pod. When we were talking last week, I did told, both. You never, I don't think you ever sent it to me. But I told you. But you just said I told you. <laughs> it's your fault for not writing it down. Oh, 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 it's my fault. Oh, <laughs> of course. How could it be so stupid? It's my fault. Did, it's not, did it's I tell not you? It's your job to keep track of, the, of the, how many wins you have and like write it down somewhere so you don't lose it. No, no, no. It's all my fault. <laughs> did you ask me? Did I tell you? Oh, yes. Uh, and yes. Yeah. Done. Yeah, because I have such a great memory. Shots fired. Anyway. That's what happens when you're old. So, exactly. So we figured it out, and uh, the answer was 52 wins in Treasure Park before he totally blew it And uh, at 54. So uh, yes. drew the name, and our winner, thanks a lot, Josh. Our winner is uh, the man that kicks my ass at pinball every week, William <laughs> McKellar, large team maker. Thanks, Josh, because now I have to send it to England. Aren't I the lucky one? Filling out that huge customs form and yeah. No, wait a second. Wait, is this was this PS3 version or is 360? PS3. Should, oh, okay. We, we did get both. Maybe I'll send him the 360 version just to stick it to him. Yeah, because then he won't be able to play it because they're region locked. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right, Lord Team Maker. Suck it. So yeah, I'll get that uh, mailed out. <laughs> I'll actually grab that uh, on the way up to uh, up to the house uh, on Saturday, and I'll get that sent out to you. So don't buy the game, dude. Uh, we'll get that out to you uh, if I get there in time on Saturday. Also, sh- I'll send it out on Monday during lunchtime. So since I'm actually home and I can get to the post office at a normal time, I'm still getting shit from people that said uh, they're giving me shit because I tweeted something about Doctor Who and I didn't spell out Doctor. I just said Dr. Period. So first MGC just gets all of my shit about it, and now uh, and now Martin's in the middle of it too. Uh, it's okay, I'm British. I can hate on Doctor Who because he was hating on it apparently, and now there's like this big nerd war about Doctor Who going on. You should get on Twitter. You could just get right into it. I'm watching all of it. <laughs> I don't give a damn. The Doctor deserves respect. Allons-y. Oh, oh God, I hate you all. So, uh, going on to better sci-fi, well, sometimes, uh, <laughs> uh, the Star Wars pinball tables for Zen Pinball See? 2, uh, now, obviously, there's going to be 10 tables in total. Uh, the first pack is coming out at nine ninety nine, and it's three tables. Uh, those three tables are The Empire Strikes Back, uh, The Clone Wars, which is based on the animated series, and Boba Fett. So, um, I'm writing the review, too, and it's really weird because, um, like... It's DLC and everything, and I'm trying to... It's not going to be our regular format, so... I'm just going to kind of go through all the tables really quick. So, Empire Strikes Back. Really cool table. Um, <clears throat> visually stunning. They have a lot of uh, original artwork from, like, the posters and stuff from the movie all over the place. And it's really just this love letter to Empire, seriously. Like, they have so much nerd... Uh, nerd... Stuff all over the place, like just all this material that you just can't believe is in one game. Are there nerf herders? There are not nerf herders, though. Not that I've seen. Wow. But there are asteroids, and there's adats, and there's snow speeders, and there's Vader, and Yoda, Yoda talks, and like a lightsaber ball return, and a star destroyer floating out in the behind the table. And stormtrooper shooting your ball and exploding it, and like 
uh, uh, Cloud City is up in the back or off on the left side, and you have to like shoot the ball into it. And the ion cannon on Hoth is there, and it, it makes the the ball lane change direction, and just all this kick ass stuff from Empire. <clears throat> so this one's very, uh, I wouldn't say combo heavy. But it, it's really a, a lot more skills based than the other two tables. Uh, you're, the challenges are all in the form of movie scenes. So when you get a challenge going, uh, you'll have like a movie scene uh, where you have to take an AT-AT down with a snowspeeder. So how you do that, because the snowspeeder is obviously swinging around and around and around the AT-AT, uh, there's a loop in the middle that you have to hit like three times each way to get the tow cable out and actually take the AT-AT down. And the cool thing is there's like this platform in the middle of the table, kind of up a little bit. And, like, all the stuff happens on that platform. So a frickin' AT-AT actually rises up on that platform. And this little snowspeeder comes out and circles it. And they've got all the, the speech from, you know, Empire when they're trying to take it out. Like, you know, our, that thing's too strong for blasters and, and all that stuff. And when you take it down, it actually falls down. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't have that sound, but it's still really bad. Like, every time I do it, I just like, oh, that's so cool. Which sound? You know that, that real hulking, and I'm not going to do it again, so F you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I haven't had enough beer yet. But it, it's really, it's really, it's it's just a nerd moment. It really is. I mean, you just get a big smile on your face when that happens. Uh, one of the tougher skill shots in any table I've ever played, uh, because what happens is, uh, you know, you're at the launch point, and the probe droid from Hoth comes out, and you can hear it, and it, you know, it's just got that low, like that sound, that ever, that ever repeating sound. And what happens is it's actually a spinner, and it rises up and lowers down, rises up, lowers down over uh, the launch point. So you have to kind of time it, but the problem is it's not on a regular time. Like, it, it's kind of random. So you shoot it. If you hit the spinner, it just spins for a ton of points. And then what happens is the ball comes down, and you have a super skill shot available, which is a spinner right in the middle of that loop. Uh, so if you hit that, you get a humongous, humongous skill shot points. Uh, which is really cool when when you can hit it, but it's tough. It's really really tough to hit that spot, and if you're just a little bit off, you don't get it. Uh, it, 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 it but it's it's really cool when you do. It's 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 a great thing to have as a skill shot. I love the mechanic that they did for that. So uh, very fun. Uh, so wait, hmm. when the ion cannon comes out, it's always there. It's always there. <laughs> okay, so when you're doing something with the ion cannon. Do you get like a sweet uh, Imperial Admiral saying, <laughs> "Our first catch of the day"? I'm trying to remember if he says that because they have a lot of sound clips from the from the movie in this one. <laughs> I think he does say it, but the Iron Cannon's always it's one of the there. best line agree, reads ever. You know, it's really funny. You know, we saw these movies back in the day, and we were all so young when they came out. It's so funny when we first got the VHS of when I record when I got the laser disc of Empire and in, in widescreen, and when the Ion Cannon actually hits. The Star Destroyer, you don't realize it until you see it in widescreen, but it actually takes out all the power from the Star Destroyer. So you see the yeah. engines kind of flickering on and off. And we're, I remember, I think it was Rock and I were watching, like, whoa, 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 look at that, whoa. Because you were so young back in the day, you just weren't watching for that stuff, you know? Anyway, back to the back to the pinball. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, there's there's other missions where you have to really hit the side lanes, which is, it, it's tough. It's very skills-based. Uh, a lot of combos available. Really, really classic game pa- gameplay on this one. Uh, a lot of fun. The ion cannon's there, and it, it just kind of fires because the the lane on the right, the ramp on the right, can either you can either shoot the ball up and it comes right back down, or it'll shoot all the way across to the left at Cloud City. 
and Cloud City will start spinning and, and drop the ball or whatever. Because there's a couple of missions where you have to go to Cloud City a few times. And um, the Ion Cannon, I don't know what really triggers it yet. There's a couple of th- times where it'll trigger it for you, but um, sometimes it's just random. It just starts firing up and everything. Uh, the other cool thing is um, whenever you do some of this stuff, like whenever, whenever you go to a challenge, which is a movie scene, like I said, or even some of the spots on the, on the, on the table, the, they kind of did the, LED, the old school orange LED readout for this one. And it actually kind of plays mm. out the real movie scene, but in that orange LED look. Yeah. Really cool how they did it. Because it, it kind of harkens back to that actual Star Wars pinball table back in the day. And I, I just really enjoyed the, the little touches like that on it. Uh, you'll shoot the ball up into certain spots, and there's actually a ball return that will bring it back down to the, to the, uh, to the sides. And it's, a lights- it's Vader's lightsaber. So it'll actually pop over and, and like drop it here, drop it there, and uh, just really awesome touches like that, that that just tells you that someone that loves Star Wars, someone that loves Empire, made this table and designed this table. And we did find two things that I tried to bust them on. So the first thing is there's this one mission where you get brought into another screen and it's Luke practicing his lightsaber skills with the little drone on the Millennium Falcon. Wrong movie. Exactly. So I tried to bust them on that, and they said, no, it's a flashback. Such a cop-out. Oh, it's flashback. such a cop-out. Oh, come on. I know, on. that's what they said. The other thing is, um, when the ball gets saved, when the ball save is on and you lose the ball down the middle, uh, it actually has the stormtrooper saying, move along. That's from A New Hope also. Did, but, yeah, did, I, but, yeah, I, uh, I emailed them about it. Because I told them the nerds uh, are going to catch on to that, because I'm one of them. <laughs> Um, there's a couple times where you can tell that they re-recorded the voice. It's not the real people, but most of it is real. It's right from the movie. They might as well just say, well, this is George Lucas proof. That's what he would have put in Empire if he had had the money and had the time to go back well, and do it properly. Well, I mean, the thing is, it really fits. It, it totally fits the, the, the you know that spot, but whatever. So, the, the little, oh, come, come on. on. I could have yeah, I, I found a... a the what boss I think it had to been. say something in there where he went. <laughs> <laughs> what I think it should have been that would in a different spot. It should have been Vader saying "all too easy." Eh. He does say it in the in the in the table, which is awesome because there's a huge inside joke with myself and Adam and and Bart. But it's a long story. So very very classic table though. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. There's always something going on in this table. Um, it, it's it's a very tough table though. It's 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 very challenging. It's definitely going to be one that you're going to sit and play for hours and hours and hours trying to get a good score on. Uh, love it. <clears throat> it's, it's excellent. It, it really is excellent. Um, next up is the Clone Wars, which is, like I said, based on the animated series. Uh, again, very well done. There's some characters that jump into the screen. Very, very combo-heavy. Insanely combo-heavy. Uh, ki- not as many lanes as in World War Hulk. But very combo-heavy, and a lot of the challenges are actually on different screens. So you don't do the challenges right on the main screen. You actually get taken into Jedi training. And uh, a lot of loops, things like that, kind of like extensions of the Madison Square Garden uh, challenges in World War Hulk. But once you finish it, you actually move up to another level, and you move up to another level, that kind of thing. Again, kind of skills-based when you're in the challenges. Uh, the table itself, very well laid out. Uh, like I said, very smooth gameplay, very combo-heavy. Um, one problem with the Clone Wars table is Je- uh, uh, Yoda talks way too much. I mean, he is just constantly talking, just nonstop. 
And it does get a little old after a while. Uh, but the music's excellent. He's got a big part in the Clone Wars. True. I, I understand that, but he talks a little bit too much. Oh, and by the way, the music on Empire, it's got all the classic John Williams stuff. I mean, it's got the Imperial March. It's got just that really, really awesome music, as you would expect. It's so cool to play a pinball machine or a pinball game like this, three different tables, with all the stuff licensed. It, it's, it's, that really makes a big difference. You know, everything's right from the archives at Lucas, and it's awesome. So... Clone Wars table is a lot of fun. I'm not a big fan of the challenges, uh, the training challenges. They're okay. They're, there's nothing broken or anything. It's just not my thing. Uh, but I have been playing the table quite a bit, and I'm having a good time with it. Uh, some really challenging stuff. There's a point where a force field gets put up right in the middle of the table, and you have to get, you kind of have to go around it uh, from the back on a couple of the lanes and actually turn the ball into a bomb and then hit the bomb into a certain spot. And you have to do like six times to detonate it. Uh, so it's not an easy table by any means. Yeah, it's it, there's some tough stuff on there, uh, but it is it's really good. And the music the music actually invokes a lot of uh, kind of emotion. It really like heightens the the tension at, at points, and it does a very good job. The music I think is used a little bit more in this table than the other two to kind of bring that tension up and down, uh, I th- which they did a really good job with that. And it's got the main the main characters from the Clone Wars. So Anakin's there, and that girl is there. I can't remember her name. Um, Ahsoka. Yes, yes, and they're animated. They jump around the screen. It's it's very very cool how they did it. Um, <clears throat> love it. Third table, Boba Fett is awesome. <laughs> it's, what? It's awesome. That should have been the crappiest. No. One. Um, it's really cool. It's it's kind of set up on uh, on Mos Eisley, so it's a lot of sand, a lot of uh, brown rock, and everything else. Um, the spinner on the on the table is actually Han frozen in carbonite. <laughs> it's so cool. Nice. Um, a lot of ramps, very combo heavy again. Uh, a lot of, but it's kind of in the middle. It's it's combo heavy, but it, it takes some precision too. There's a lot of different lanes to hit. When you have the challenges, there's a lot of things to hit. Uh, it, it it's very well laid out though, and a lot of fun. Very very fast table though. Uh, balls coming down the side lanes very, very fast. will take you by surprise a lot of the times. Uh, Boba Fett himself is very active on the table. He'll fly all over the place with a jetpack. Uh, he'll shoot down on the, on the, on the play field a lot. Very, very active. Um, the, the skill shot on that one is really interesting, too. By the way, the Clone Wars skill shot, I still haven't figured it out. I, I really haven't figured it out, and I don't want to go look at the manual. I want to figure it out. Uh, but I've, I've gotten the skill shot by accident a few times, and I don't know how. The skill shot of the Boba Fett table is actually pretty fun again because it'll give you it's one of those things where it tells you okay shoot the ball up to this marker and if you go too far obviously you don't get it if you go too short you don't get it but if you shoot it up it comes down a different channel and you it basically it goes up to the lcd screen and you hold back on the right stick and you let off and he fires a uh, he fires a laser blast into this kind of slot machine thing that's going from uh right to left and whatever you shoot that's your bonus for the skill shot so there's a lot of chance involved with that one. Basically, if you get it, you're going to get something, but it might only be like a thousand points, which is nothing on this table. You know, it's 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 really interesting how they did that one. Um, a lot of ramps. There's actually a teeter totter with a pinball in it, and you have to hit it hard enough to actually flop it over the other way, which opens up a path uh, to get some more bonus stuff. Uh, Vader's on this table quite a bit. He comes out and actually gives Boba Fett his his mission. You know, no disintegration, all that stuff. Uh, and also Jabba's on this one a lot. He's up in the upper right-hand corner. He'll come out and uh, start talking. Big fat guy, you know. It looks awesome, too. It's it's 
I'm really teetering on which table is my favorite, if it's going to be Boba Fett or if it's going to be Empire. And I really can't make that decision. I really love them both. I love all three, actually. I think Clone Wars is excellent, too. But um, it's, not, it's not my favorite from the, from, from the three by any means. Uh, the Boba Fett table, man, it, it's so challenging. It's so fast. And, but again, so much freaking stuff going on on the screen at all times. So much going on. And the music they use for this one, because obviously Boba Fett's in a couple of the different movies in, in all six movies. Um, it's kind of this mishmash of music, but I think they, I, I, I kind of like what they did with, with the music the best in this one. Uh, it really fits the mood and it's really neat. And, and there's actually one mission where, um, Slave One flies in, and you have to hop a ball up into the little ramp, you know, the door, the opening door. Um, <laughs> and it's tough. The only thing that's disappointing is Slave One doesn't really have that that whirring sound when it when it flies off. And that was, I mean, that's our favorite thing from any of the movies is when Slave One flies off, and it's got that real metal, just dingy sound to it. And it didn't really capture that in the game. But oh well, you can't have everything, I guess. Uh, the ball save is really cool in this one. Uh, Boba Fett will actually fire his um, his tether line down and grab the ball and pull it back up into the playfield, which is funny because if you hit the pimp the flipper by mistake, you'll actually hit the ball and it'll go right back down. I kind of did that once. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, I mean, I, I think everybody kind of realizes what I was going to say about this, but they're awesome, man. It, it it's ten bucks. People are saying that's too much money. I don't know. I, I have no problem paying ten bucks for it if I had to. Um, uh, which I probably end up will end up doing because I think we're going to be given the code away that we get. But um, it's really good. It's, it's, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to love these. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you're probably still going to like these tables if you like pinball. Uh, they're very exceptionally well done. Uh, the flow is great on all three. A lot of gameplay and yeah, just excellent. They're they're definitely in the top tier of, of, of tables on the on the uh, on the Zen Pinball Two platform. They're excellent. So. I guess, are we grading DLC? If we are, I'll give it an A. Uh, I will just say a must-buy. Seriously, if you're a pinball fan or a Star Wars fan or both, you got to buy this. It's awesome. <laughs> and thanks to Zen for getting it to us so soon. We found out that only us, Game Informer, and OXM have the tables early. So thanks so much to our friends at Zen. That was pretty awesome. I love having that debug. <laughs> really, had, fight, had to fight four years to get it. So, yeah, very cool. I can't wait to see what else they're doing. And now it's going to be useless because there's a PS4 coming out. Well, <laughs> I've already uh, started my process of begging. I've already figured out kind of what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do. Well, Josh Langford just came on online for, uh, for IM. Wow. What? It just said you came online. Where? Instant Messenger. In Facebook or something? No, Instant Messenger. I'm confused. Oh. Because I just opened up Gmail. Ah, all right. Sorry. You have Gmail? Oh, my God. Wait, it automatically puts me online? Mother well, you have to turn chat off, and then I won't. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> and this has been tech time for Josh Langford and old people. <laughs> Speaking of which, my phone... My phone out of nowhere, you know, it's a little, you know, you get your little alerts on the screen, like this email comes in or an, a message comes in, whatever. Well, then I get a little Facebook alert that says, hey, why don't you write what you're doing right now? Ugh. Like, what the fuck? Seriously? Ugh. 
I don't think I've ever written what I'm doing ever yeah. in Facebook. Well, didn't you post a picture of the Hail Baby not too long ago? In Facebook? No. Oh, it was on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever written anything on Facebook on my own thing. <laughs> anything I've ever written was on the PS Dude. Nation. PS4 group. is going to have total integration with Facebook. Start huh? getting used to it. Okay. I'm not going to oh, be on that. You know it. You're going to love it. Oh, no, I'm not. Sharing videos of Just Cause 3. That's the other thing. I have, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people, how many of my friends, like like actual real life friends from college and yeah. whatever, keep hitting me up because they find out, one found out I'm on there, and then they're all like, oh, oh add me, add me, add me. And I'm like, Dude, I'm not like really on there. But now they're all hitting me up for, wants to add you in, oh. uh, what's my birthday yeah, app or something like that. And school feed and like all the... I have people from my old high school in Kansas City that I don't even remember knowing because I had that that accident back in '97 that are adding me on this thing and I'm like, do I know this person? And and I have to look at my yearbook and say, <laughs> they didn't sign my yearbook. I don't think I know them. But that's uh, like the dumb thing is like these are all my friends. I know these people in real life. I see them yeah. somewhat often, and I'm not going to give them that because first of all, I I'm not going to add that stupid app whatever it is in there that's the thing and i never second, to do is oh you want to install uh, this app no yeah no i haven't installed any of that stuff but the other thing is facebook doesn't even have my real birthday so mm. it wouldn't make sense to give them that anyway because that's not my birthday you have a lot of problems <laughs> you have a lot of fear issues don't you oh yeah, yeah. sure uh-huh I'm just afraid of technology right. we'll see <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> so you're saying when Skynet go uh, becomes self-aware, you're going to be the one that's going to be safe? Exactly, because it doesn't have my birthday right. <laughs> it's going to be like that Simpsons Halloween uh, episode where they're all going, you know, all the dead are going back into the yeah. ground. It's like, hey, hey, John Smith, John Smith, 1884, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be that same thing. It's gonna to come to get me, and it's gonna get the wrong the wrong birth date, and it's it's gonna go. Oh, that's not you, and it's gonna keep and move and along. It's gonna be over at your neighbor's house, and you're gonna be standing in the front front window, just laughing and guffawing. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Screw you, technology. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'll never get me, technology. Uh, yeah. So I know you've been digesting a lot of stuff for PS4. As yeah. have I. I mean, you you hear about Garnett on weekend uh, weekend confirmed, like just winding up and down for five minutes, saying something about PC gaming, and I didn't listen to. It. I don't listen to no. Uh, but a lot of people have been posting about that. Uh, even good, like the people that are really level ahead that we know, like Gnordy and and some other ones that have been like they listen to this and they get all incensed about it because obviously some people don't really realize what's going on in the world, and well, sounds like Garnett's one of them. <laughs> you guys can tell Garnett anything you want. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you see other, you know, you see all these techie, like tech blogs and everything else complaining about it. And the majority of them is because they didn't actually show a box. I, I don't, but they showed what it can do. Why do we need to see a container with a bunch of parts in it when you know what it can do? 
Yeah, that's and that's not really my concern. And I know it's a stupid concern that people have because then what are they going to show you at E3? Well, just the games? I mean, they have a plan. They they did this now just to get the information out there and say, look, this is what we can do. Here's some of the games we're working on. This is our vision. Right. Now we'll fill in the blanks as we go. We, we, but we also need to make one point, and that is something that I think everyone has overlooked uh, in terms of games writers and tech writers and everything else. They all bitch, and you see it in all these articles saying, well, if this isn't much of a PlayStation 4 unve- unveiling if they don't show the PlayStation 4. Where on the invitation did it ever say it was a PlayStation 4 unveiling? It was officially called PlayStation Meeting 2013. It never said anything about anything being unveiled. Nowhere in... They said, what? They said come see the future of PlayStation. And we did. We saw the new That's OS. It. We saw the interface. We yeah. saw the games. I... I, I <sighs> Yeah, we saw what they're doing with Gaikai. We saw yeah. all that stuff. Yes, so that's the those future. arguments are very unfounded, and and the problem is a lot of people are using that as a crutch to sit and bitch and moan about it because it's not Microsoft, and that's essentially what it is. There are people in that crowd that were sitting behind us that no matter what Sony showed, they were not going to be happy because it didn't have Microsoft's name on it, and that's the simple truth. I mean, I'm open to see what the Xbox has to offer. Definitely open to see what they have to offer. I'm very curious what they're going to have to offer. But apparently some people can't be happy. Well, I've had time to sit and think about all this stuff. And unfortunately, I wasn't writing down all the stuff (laughs) I was thinking of. I tried to write some of it down real quick just now in the past half hour uh, as I was thinking about it. But um, So I've been thinking all this stuff through. And after Sony's check bounced, uh, it really all <laughs> hey, started. They tried to, uh, to give you a staff badge. You refused it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you got called that, out like that five was times. The funniest that night. thing ever. <laughs> all right. Um, no, but uh, see, things I was thinking about. It, it was more telling what they didn't talk right. about. Now, obviously, there's months and months. There's E3. There's there's GDC. There's other events coming up where they will talk about these things. Yeah. Um, but these are some of the things that I really want to know about. Uh, and I didn't think about them, you know, in the glow of the event and the excitement of the event and, and, and all the zeros that were on that check that Sony gave us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all it was. It was a check with zeros, yeah, nothing, nothing else. else. Just, to, just to troll us. <laughs> Um, now, one of the things I started to think about, because you're going to have, and they've said this, you're going to have a system where none of the older games work on it, like right, right. off the bat. They won't, like you can't put in a disc for PS1, PS2, PS3, right. okay? And the PSN games will not work on it. They might work at some time, potentially in the future with Gaikai, right. possibly, maybe, Okay. Well, that leads to my first thing about what kind of PSN store are we going to see? We're going to end up with a Wii Wii U thing here where there's a PSN store for the PS3 and then a completely different PSN store for the PS4. Right. And we have that to a certain extent with the PS3 and the Vita. Um, 
But then what happens? I mean, right now it's a unified wallet between the PS3 and the Vita. Do you still have a unified wallet all the way over to the PS4? That's a good question. Um, I mean, people are also whining we're going to end trophies. up with some weird stuff yeah. there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then PS Plus gets added onto that. Then what happens there? I, th- I think PS Plus is just going to work because you have the unified wallet on, on the SEN site. And I think it's it, that stuff's going to travel over. It sounds like the trophies are going to carry over. All that stuff is going to carry over. Well, no, I expect I expect trophies to carry over and everything. But what happens? I mean, we've already heard rumblings of this uh, from Yoshida, actually, and from other things going on with Sony. Is that the whole? infrastructure everything's going to change yeah. like we might not see just straight up ps plus we might see some sort of tiered yeah uh, I, I really system I really hope that yoshida-san is listening to this podcast because i want to say you guys cannot charge for online play you can't do it you just can't. i don't think they will but the other thing is i mean i, I like i said i i don't mind paying an extra eight dollars a month if the stuff on gaikai is worthwhile. You know what I mean? If they have a lot of stuff on there and it's like a Netflix, basically, I have no problem spending that, that extra money. I don't, but in terms of paying for like real root services, like online play and party system and chat, that kind of thing, you can't have people pay for it because that's your biggest bullet point against Microsoft. It is. And if they can bring that functionality up to snuff with what Microsoft has, you completely take the floor out from Microsoft in terms of them you know, charging you whatever, $60, $50 a year for those services. Like You can't have people pay for, your, for Netflix use. You can't do that because that's why I don't like the Xbox right now is because I pay for Netflix. I pay for a subscription to Netflix. You can't charge me again. To use that functionality on the on the PlayStation Four. If that happens, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to go to my PC. I'm going to go to my phone, to my tablet, to all these other other devices I have to use Netflix. I will. I'll keep my PS3 hooked up and use Netflix on there before I pay again to use it on the PlayStation Four. And that holds true for a lot of those different apps out there. Because like MLB, the subscriptions are $130 a year. You can't charge me to use that application like they do on the 360. If they do that, they're, they're going the wrong direction. I'm sorry, but I won't do it. Yeah, I don't believe that they would. I mean, that's been Sony's philosophy from the start of all this, is that online play is free. And I think they'll keep with that, because I think that they can charge in other sure. ways. They can do the PlayStation Plus thing. They can... The, all the Gaikai services, all this awesome stuff, all this potential PS1, PS2, PS3, those are going to be chargeable. Like, they're they're going to charge some sort of flat rate that you have access to this, and then you have access sure. to this, and whatever it's going to be. Well, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about but that. But the thing is... I mean, it depends on how it's implemented. Yeah, but the thing is with the Gaikai thing, we can't think of it as Gaikai anymore. It's it's an embedded service no. in PSN yeah. throughout PSN because they're going to use that delivery service to bring instantly, you know, with that app, stream, app streaming technology, which I assume is app streaming, to bring down those instant demos when you want to play the game. And it pulls it down, 
and you get to play it while it's still pulling down. You know, but if it's extra services like bringing in PS3 games or PS2 or PS1 or PSN or whatever via the Gaikai technology, I have no problem paying for that. But you, everybody has it in their head that Gaikai is this extra thing. Like, it's going to be a button out there or something, and it's not. It's an embedded technology no. in every aspect of the system in terms of the online functionality. They're using the technology itself that Gaikai has developed to make the experience better when you're online. And that's what a lot of people have to keep in their head. But, you know, the problem is a lot of these games writers out there aren't qualified to talk about this kind of technology. They're just not. They don't understand it. And I'm not saying I'm an expert in any means, but I do have more experience with it than a lot of those people. And you you have to start thinking a little bit deeper than just a name or, you know, oh, it's it's cloud services. It's not just cloud services. It's a whole different way to deliver content. And that's why I've said I'm really curious to see if Microsoft, I'm sure, is going to do something similar, probably using their AppV technology that they own. But the thing about AppV is it's a little weird. So, I, I, like I said, I like the model that Gaikai uses right now. And if they get to the point before the PlayStation 4 gets out that they actually get enough nodes out across the country and across the world, because obviously they want to do a global launch from what it sounds like, that it's really going to work well. But don't count Microsoft out in, in, in those aspects because they have the technology. Microsoft's a software company. So it, it's going to be interesting. And the thing is, when you look at the hardware between the two, it actually is decently similar hardware. I mean, they're both using AMD processors. They're both using ATI graphics chips. It, it, they're both using 8, 8 gigs of DDR RAM, from what it sounds like, although the DD, it's DDR5 on the, or GDDR5 on the, on the PS4. Blah, 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 blah. So there's these little differences, but the architecture itself is actually kind of similar when you look at the hardware. So where you're going to win this battle is in your software and your services and, and, you know, what you charge for, what you don't charge for, and what value you get out of those charges. That's what worries me the most because a lot of that, like you said, hasn't been talked about yet. Yeah, and I mean, with the with the backward compatibility... And that was one of my big things, yeah. That uh, especially with the PSN games. Um, you know, if I can't have my PSN games, then what the hell? It bothers uh, me, too. Because I've spent all this money yeah. on those PSN games. Now, what does this do? Like, I really look at each new game coming out on the PSN from this point forward, and I have to really think yeah. about it. Do I want to buy this? I mean, there are so many games that I have bought that I still haven't played. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> am, am I going to keep doing that if the PS4 is coming out at the end of the year? How often am I going to go back to the PS3? Yeah. And it's not like I can carry these games forward and keep playing them. I have to I have to make a conscious effort to go back to the PS3 to play these right. games. So do I want to even spend that money on them at this point? I mean, this that creates a big dilemma for for me and i'm sure for other people who don't spend nearly as much as i do that they're they're very careful about well i'm only going to buy like one game this month and what's it going to be well why should i buy any because the ps4 is well, plus you just talked about it what well, about all the rock band dlc you bought well i know i was thinking about that when i played it i was i because the rock band dlc sale i went in there and i was like oh let me see what what i don't have that's part of that sale. And as I was looking through the list, I was, that was in the back of my mind. I'm like, why am I doing this? 
Well, but that's the thing. Because PS3 is going to end up be, becoming a SingStar rock band machine for you to a certain it, extent. It really yeah. is. It the really thing is, is. This, this doesn't bridge and, the gap like the first PS3s did where they had that backward compatibility for a couple of years. You know, you don't have that gap yeah. bridge because the archite- architecture is so different from the yeah. last time because, you know, the PS2 had the PS1 chip on there to, as, for the controllers and, you know, the PS3 ha- had the emotion engine on there uh, actually on the board. Now it's different because now you're on the x86 architecture. It's not a custom-built chip like it's been in the, in the past three generations. PlayStation 1, PS2, PS3 has all been pretty much custom-built architecture from the ground up. PS3 kind of being based on a risk-based uh, uh, bus and processor, uh, you know, power PC processor, essentially. So now you're on this x86. They've kind of, to me, it's, it's kind of Sony saying, okay, we get it. It's easier to, to develop on something that's so mature. And it's a good. I, I'm really happy they went that route, but the problem is it's so different between anybody that owned a Mac back in the day that had a power PC processor, and now the Intels are the big thing on on, on Mac. You can't use the software between the two, and it's the same thing between the PS3 and the PS4. The architecture is so different that the software just won't work unless they build some kind of an emulation engine, which is possible. But yeah, it's it's. It sucks, but I never expected backward compatibility to work, except for maybe through the SkyKai stuff, through the cloud services. Yeah, and I mean, that becomes the big question is, what are you going to be paying and what are you going to get? How are, how are they going to break all that yeah. down? And it sounds like that's where they're going to go for their money, yep. or at least a good chunk of it is they're going to break all that out and say, I mean, are they... <laughs> See, and that's the other thing. Are they even going to be able to get all the publishers on board with that? Because do you offer that subscription service? Say, best case scenario, they do like a PlayStation Plus thing, and you pay X dollars a month, and you have access to the full library, the full PlayStation library. PS3, PSN, PS2, PS1, PSP. No, not PSP. That'd be cool if they had PSP. <laughs> yeah, that'd be um, interesting. But, all right, so say you've got all of those, but what are you really getting? I mean, how many publishers are going to say, oh, no, 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 not our yeah. games? I mean, Square Enix, with all the Final oh, Fantasy God. games, they might go, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to sell those again in some new uh, PS4 Ultra HD collection. And wait five you know? years for them and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, or EA is going to say, not our yeah. games. No, you don't. I mean, the, how many developers and publishers are really going to get on board with this? And what are you really going to be able to get? Uh, I mean, a lot of this, I'm sure, and a lot of this is probably still up in the air at sure. Sony. That's another reason why they didn't talk about it, because they're still trying to figure it all out and decide what's the best model to go with here and what are consumers not going to completely revolt over what I think they should do Um, is I I would say if PS plus kind of exists on the PS4 in some respect, I think if you're a PS plus uh, member subscriber, they set it up so that, you know, via app streaming uh, on the Gaikai tech, if you own a PlayStation three game, you pop it in the, in the Blu-ray drive, it reads that you have the game and it activates it so that you can play it over the Gaikai technology. I don't think that'll work. Why not? Because why can't I just borrow my friend's game? And hey, look at that. I own the game. Well, I, but, but the thing right is, there, the game has been bought by it. somebody. 
Well, but right there was the UMD program for the PSP, and that only went in yeah. Japan. Well, remember, <laughs> that's the exact same thing. But but I no, mean, but, it, not, but it's different because the, for that. doing the PSP UMDs in Japan still got you a physical copy of the game digitally. That's the difference. Is that this doesn't get installed to your PS3 at all? If you don't have that disc in that drive, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Because it's all it no, all but, physically resides at. Oh, you're saying put the PS3 disc in the, in PS4, the PS4 and then it pulls it down just over the streaming service. You play it over the stream. But while you're playing it, you have to have yes. that disc in yeah. the drive. All right, that maybe I could understand. That I could kind of see. Because the license stays with the game. It doesn't stay with the owner. So if you lend the game to your friend, it's just like you lend the game to your friend today. He can play it in his PS3, he or she. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You and pop that... it in there, the guy, it picks it up, and you stream that game via the Gaikai service. That makes a little but, more sense. But the thing is, you make that a premium subscription. So as part of PlayStation Plus, if it still exists then, which I think it will... You have to be a PS Plus subscriber for it to work. And that's another added service on PlayStation Plus, which I already think is way worth the money anyway. Well, but that's this is where then that subscription price starts to change and you get into tiered things because I don't think they'll just add that on and say, hey, bonus. No, They're going to say, know why hey, they will? Uh, you need to pay something else. You know why else. they will? Because I can almost guarantee you that Sony was getting stats on people that were using the backward compatibility on their on their PlayStation 3 fats and I can guarantee you the reason one of the reasons that they didn't put it on some of the newer PS3s was that barely anybody was using it in terms of percentage of people that own PlayStation 3s and were using backward compatibility that number probably was really low and they said you know what people are going to complain but it's a very very small portion of the people that own these things and that's the thing is that now, if you want to complain about backward compatibility, we're going to offer it via the streaming service, and you're going to pay this monthly fee because, you know what, at the end of the day, they're probably going to make out like bandits on it because not everybody uses that service. And even then, you know, some games like Rock Band and like SingStar probably wouldn't work because you can't, you have all that DLC for those. So there's going to be certain games that aren't going to work. Yeah, that that's the other thing that comes up. I mean, think about Borderlands and Assassin's Creed and Battlefield and all these other games and all the well, DLC that comes along with But at that point, the DLC's them. all been sold. They might do something where basically all the DLC is available. But, except for Rock Band, because I'm sure there's just a ton of weird licensing with all the songs and everything. But well, for most of the... Yeah, there are. I think there by is. that time, the games have been sold so much and they're so old that I don't think publishers really have that big of a problem saying, you know what, package the game with all the DLC and go. Because at that point, it's more like a library than anything else. It's not new games coming out. It's not, you know, we're trying to sell DLC because they can't sell DLC because it won't be available in the new store. Mm. I could see that happening. I really could. I worry. But I'm telling you, Shu, if you're listening, <laughs> right. please be smart about this. <laughs> please. Seriously. It's so undercut um, Microsoft. You could just stick that knife right in their side. Well, now, the other thing uh, that they didn't talk about, the other thing that everybody was so worried about, and it's funny because the first articles that came out said, see, people, it plays used games. And then everybody started asking questions, and it may. No, I think it will. It will play used games, but 
there's probably something going on there, and there may be some kind of fee involved in playing a used game, but we don't know. I mean, they're not saying anything. And I think this is another one of those things where they're still trying to figure out exactly how they're going to do it and what they're going to do, but something is afoot with used games, and they're not saying what. I don't think they made their decision yet. I think that that's still on uh, an agenda somewhere. Um. that's I think that's why a lot of things haven't been shown. That's why the box hasn't been shown yet because I guarantee you, all the the main board and everything else probably has a design, but it hasn't gone into mass production design yet, where everything fits in the box. And I'm sure they have like 50 cases right now sitting in an, in a room, and everybody has to go in there and vote on them. They just haven't gotten to that point where they've finalized all that yet. And also, I think that they haven't told us some things because they're waiting for Microsoft to make their announcement. Well, yeah. And that's that's a big part of it. Uh, they may just be waiting to see what they say about used games with Microsoft. Yeah. And if Microsoft says, look, this is what it is, and we're locking used games out or you have to pay a fee, then Sony might go, well, all right, well, we can do it too. I mean, if they're doing it, we can do it. You know? Or they don't want to be the first ones out there and have Microsoft go, oh, you can play all your used games yeah. over here. <laughs> I, I really do believe that that's what's going on. Because the thing is, um, with Microsoft coming out a year before the PlayStation, they just didn't have that chance to, I don't want to say react, but to make sure that they're kind of staying on the same level with a certain amount of bullet points. And this gives them upper hand because now Microsoft's going to come out and basically show a lot of their hand. They're not going to show every card. They're going to wait until E3 happens because it's going to be this back-and-forth mind game for months. Like, oh, by the way, we have this. We forgot to tell you. Hey, uh, uh, Connect 4 was uh, in the back room. We didn't uh, bring it out and show everybody. Uh, now it's got five <laughs> lenses, and it actually uh, is self-aware, so you're going to have a lot of fun playing with it. Now, I, I, but it's, it's silly to think that Sony was going to come out and tell us every single thing in the world. Anybody that thought that just oh, yeah. isn't thinking right. It's just not going yeah, to happen no in E3. Way. Because, yeah, because then they have nothing to show at E3, and they're not going to show everything at E3 because it's still months and months before the system's coming out. They're, they need something to talk about, and they need something to keep generating press and keep people excited and keep people talking about the system for the next 10 months. Yeah. Uh, which is to be expected. Um but I do have to say, I mean, some of the things they didn't talk about, and maybe that they're still finalizing it, it probably is. But these are things that I'm really concerned about. Uh, these are really the ones that, I mean, they could make a big difference for me. Yeah. It's not like I'm not going to buy the <laughs> thing anyway. But honestly, it's it's going to be the, my level of enjoyment. Yeah, you know where. Yes, I'm on Facebook begrudgingly because I have to be, but I don't do anything there, and I'm miserable about it. I just hate I'm being telling on you, there. They're going to have their own social hub, and it's going to connect to Facebook. <sighs> well, you know what? It's going to have all these privacy things that say automatically post this to Facebook. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I went right to every time I log on to Facebook. Well, not every time. The five times this last year. Whenever I do. Uh, every now and then when I go in there, I go back into the pro privacy settings because I know they keep changing oh, yeah. them without you knowing. I've, I've read enough about Facebook over the past five years that I know that they'll just randomly change shit and not tell yeah. you about it. 
Uh, and I go in there and I turn everything to no. Yeah, me too. Like I'm, I'm their worst nightmare for a person on Facebook. I signed up, but everything is turned off. <laughs> You're my worst nightmare. And like nothing is available. Nothing works. It's I'm just there. <laughs> I'm a name and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but now another thing that comes up and I initially said, well, the activations, I, you know, you have two console activations yeah. and you have two portable activations. I kept saying, well, this has to count as two more yeah. because it's a completely different unit and because it's not running the same stuff that the PS3 does. But I don't know, because when you get into PS Plus, well, like but, things but get they funky kind, with free the things. Thing is, you the, know? Your PS Plus now carries over to the Vita. And you have separate freebies on there. You have separate cloud storage on the Vita. And it's all your one subscription to PlayStation Plus. So to me, that's kind of encouraging. It should be the same thing on the PS4, that you have a whole new set of cloud storage. You have a whole new set of freebies. You have a whole new... And everything still counts as another two boxes. And also... Please make it at least two boxes because I will buy more than at one. At least two. And we're yeah. and Josh and I are not the only ones that will do so. And having that limited two completely screws me. <laughs> so I am one of those people that would yeah. use all five because I bought a PS3 for my parents and my account is on there. So when I go to their house, I can play games on it. I have a debug here that I could put my account on so I could grab some stuff and try it out on there and record things. I, you know, <laughs> I have a spare PS3 in the other room. If one dies, I have one bring out. So I know I'm crazy. I'm not, I'm not the typical person, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of people out there that will buy more than one of these eventually. Yeah. So please make it at least two. I mean, I've got three. Yeah. Because they were cheap Blu-ray players. I mean, I didn't pay full price for all three of them. That's why I have yeah. three. I, I mean, I paid full price for the original one. The second one I got for a hundred bucks because I had all this money on my Discover card, like Discover points yeah. for the Sony Style Store, and I used it all to get the eighty gig uh, Metal Gear Solid PS3 that was backward compatible, which is good. Because my original 60 gig fat died. So this is my only backward compatible one. Um, the other one was... Uh, what was that? Gift cards uh, to GameStop. And that one cost me 50 bucks. I mean, I have three PS3s in the house. And it's because they're three Blu-ray players and three media servers. And I could play my PSN games and everything... In my bedroom, in my living room, in my basement. And it was awesome. Yeah. Until, yoink, <laughs> the one got taken away. And I know you can activate and deactivate. And I tried that a couple times. And it's broken. It is. Because you deactivate one and you try to activate the other. And that's great. Well, then you deactivate that one and you come back and you try to activate the other. And it doesn't activate. And then you have to wait like 48 hours. So now I'm down to one PS3 that I can use for 48 hours at least. Which, you know, oh, boo-hoo, woe is me. (laughs) I can only use one PS3. But when I own these things, and I I pay money for these things, and there's a reason I have them. (laughs) I shouldn't 
have to jump through hoops to play these games on the systems that I own. I really shouldn't have to jump through these hoops. I agree. And um, we had this yeah. argument when they changed yeah, all but this. The problem is, I mean, so it's, we don't need to rehash it's, it. It's funny because we made the argument and we, we were like, well, will this really affect us or not? And now it's like a, over a year later. It's a long time later. Yeah, it, it affects me. It really does. Yeah. I mean, the, the one in my bedroom, I hardly use yeah. anymore at all. Like I hardly even use it as a media server. I hardly turn it yeah. on. Because at this point, I turn it on and I look at the PSN games there, and they're like three years old, and I can't play them anyway. And I know I should take them all off and delete them and, you know, just use it as a pure media server and whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I could always activate it. So I leave the stuff on there, and I don't, you know, I don't, I can't download anything new unless I go through the activation, deactivation BS. It's just, it's frustrating. Every time I turn it on and I see that, I just get frustrated when I see like the newest game on there that's like three years old and I, or two <laughs> years old, however old it is. And I look at it and I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh, it just saps something from me, just some energy from me and just makes me, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> again, I, I don't, I, I honestly, it's funny. You and I think we're kind of like, in a different class or not class, different group of people that own like that many PS3s. I don't think we're that different. I think there's a lot of people out there that own multiples. I know it's not everybody by, by any means. Well, based on the firestorm and the people that at least claimed they own that many, I mean, there were probably a lot of people that were game sharing and just got got all up in arms and said, well, I own three or four PS3s and they didn't. They were just upset because now they couldn't share the game with their five friends and split the cost. I'm sure there was a lot of that going on, but there are legitimate people that actually have more than two yep. PS3s. I mean, you're punishing some of your best customers. I agree. Some of your customers that spend the most money on Although, you. Although, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what can you do on the 360 side? Is it just one system or it's just one, isn't it? So I guess we shouldn't be one. I have no. Well, I don't remember anymore. I don't know how many systems it is. It might be at least Come two. Come on, man. You did the 360 podcast for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got yelled at because I was constantly <laughs> talking about PS3 games. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that was bad. Um, I honestly don't know. I I don't know. But you know what? Uh, they're all broken in that respect. I, I don't know about the, the Xbox, but the Wii is all kinds of screwed up in that respect. The Wii to the Wii U. I mean, I don't know about multiple Wiis. I don't know who would have ever bought multiple Wiis. What's Mm -hmm. the point? And there's not much they could do besides play the games. Yeah, I know. Netflix is on there. Uh, Netflix is on everything. (laughs) Um, But from the Wii to the Wii U, it's all screwed up. Oh, speaking of which, uh, if you're listening, shoo, uh, I I think I sent your firm request on the way. I mean, I sent it to. I, I don't know how the firm request works Nobody there, does. but you probably haven't turned on your <laughs> Wii U in uh, since you got it. Um, but if you have, and you go in there, you you'll see me if you see me. Yeah. You know, I don't even think people at Nintendo Hook know a brother how it works up. really. Um, but that's the funny thing, like the. They screwed that whole thing up. They have a little Wii emulator in there. Which is just that not awful. You com- yeah, you completely boot into a separate place. If you want all those games that you bought on the Wii, 
you have to go through this multi-hour pulling them off of the Wii and deactivating yeah. everything and and then putting them onto the Wii U and then you can never ever get them again on the Wii. You've basically completely shut that thing down. Um, and I, I was considering it and I started reading how you do it and all these people that had done it, like one of them, the system froze in the middle of it and they went into some weird limbo where they no longer had them on the Wii. They couldn't get them onto the Wii U. They pretty much lost everything. And they had hundreds of dollars, thousands, potentially thousands of dollars worth of, of Wii downloadable games because they were like a hardcore, you know, I'm buying all this virtual console stuff. And that's why they were moving it to the Wii U. Um, It's such a, it's just such a backward, screwed up yeah. system. I mean, you try to make it something that consumers can use, but it's, I mean, yeah, you're protecting the developers. I get that. But at the same time, it can't be so complicated no. that it's, that it becomes a nightmare like yeah. this, you yeah. know? And I, I hope they don't, I don't think they're going to go that way with the PS4. I don't think they're going to make it complicated and difficult. And, but when you get into, multiple tiered service and levels and things like that, then it gets complicated and then it gets confusing. And well, I'd like to do this, but you don't have this. I'm on this. You're not on this. And that's what happens on the 360. You know, they've only got silver, silver and gold. <laughs> silver. Yeah. They've only got silver and gold, but it's the same yeah. thing there. Uh, hey, let's play a game on. Well, I'm only silver. I can't do that. I'm you only know? silver. I, you run into these, you, you segregate out your, your people. And that's why I don't think they'd ever do the online that way with Sony, because this is a social machine. This is a connected machine. All of these different things. Well, I say that, but at the same time, this was one of my concerns that just hit me. They talk about, you know, you can invite your friend in to help you with this right. game and get you through this level what if that's one of the subscription things which i'm fine with because i really don't ever want anybody coming in and controlling my game (laughs) but you could have you can spectate your friends games or you can have them spectate your games something that you paid only if you're on this level they made such a big hullabaloo about it that i don't know if they would make that because that's i don't know i don't know man yeah but these are all the things that are up in the air and you know we may it it's all much ado about nothing you know we don't know anything yet until they say it, you know, right. we don't know. But, uh, I mean, these are legitimate sure. concerns, and I hope they're listening to stuff like this. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe they're sitting back Nobody right now. They're us. waiting for Microsoft, and they're gauging reaction. Although, I, I uh, you know what? They're waiting to see how people take it. It sucks for it. Sony, though, because the reaction from a lot of people I thought was really jaded and really almost emo to a certain extent. Just Like I said, a lot of the people out there that wrote responses to what we saw last Wednesday, I I really firmly believe that they would not have been happy no matter what Sony showed. It it just felt like that. Like, there were people that were making comments that made no sense whatsoever. Like, they didn't even see what, what happened on the screens. And it, it just blows my mind. And if we see these same American journalists or writers or whatever you want to call them reacting positively to what Microsoft shows, especially if Microsoft doesn't show anything that compelling comparatively, I'm just going to lose my shit. Because... 
Well, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. You see, you hear some of the podcasts. I mean, I haven't listened to really any of them except for a couple of clips because people keep putting it up on Facebook and tweeting us and everything else about it. And I check a couple of them because I really don't give a shit what these people have to say. I really don't. And it, but it, it just it it boggles my mind. Like, and it was funny. I guess uh, what podcast was it? The Verge uh, or Polygon's podcast? Like everybody on that podcast was bailing or uh, just just totally bagging on everything they saw except for justin mcelroy and he actually said what are you people what what did you just look at and he was the only like source of reason on that whole podcast and it it just boggles my mind but then you look at what who was that polygon well they're a bunch of 360 apologists so i mean it's it's it sucks so much that there has to be some like perceived war between the, the platforms anyway there's good games on both platforms and and that's what it should be about the game. Yeah. Nobody cares about that anymore. It's like, oh, I want my Xbox 360 to win. You know what? I want everything to win because the gaming industry is is having a problem right now. Uh, consoles are really having a problem across the world, and you see all these outlets getting closed up. You know, Ziff Davis, who's just like the 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 scourge of locusts rolling across the the gaming uh, press landscape. Just closing everything up and laying people off, and they literally just buy these outlets and close them up for some stupid reason. And we need more out there. We need more level heads. We need more people talking about games and enjoying games. That's what games are for? They're not to sit and criticize because you think that you're because you're a games writer. You have to criticize everything. You're not a critic. You're a writer. You're a reporter. You know, enjoy a game for a change. I don't care on what system it is. Enjoy a game. And that's the problem. I mean, just all this stuff after that 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 Sony event. You know, I came home and I was dead tired, and I'm reading some of the reactions online, and I was just shaking my head. I thought I was dreaming because I was so tired. And I said, "This can't be true. This can't be right." People, what did you watch? See, it's funny because I didn't look through a lot of the stuff, but the stuff that I saw, most of the stuff that I saw was generally positive. I, I saw a lot of positive stuff like, too. Yes. Maybe I was focused on the positive. You were focused well, on the negative. You know what I was focused on? I don't what know. people were sending me. And, and, you know, that is what you're going to see from people that, you know, that really love a platform or love. And, and I can't say much. We're a PlayStation podcast, you know. Um, but we do play other stuff. You have a Wii U. We both have a 360. You know, we, we, we have a lot of this stuff out there. But, you know, people in our community are are getting really frustrated because, they Sony just can't win over this American press at all, and nothing they do can win these people over half the time. Um, but at the other at the other end of the spectrum, you know, when we were in New York City, I was sitting at the hotel, and I was talking to a few people that flat out always complain about everything, and they were so positive about what they saw that I was shocked. I actually didn't. I thought I was talking to like aliens or something. Um, and, and, and it was funny because they even well, acknowledged that a little bit. A couple of the people even acknowledged it. And it was refreshing to see that people are actually having level heads. But, you know, you, you get people saying that, well, if I want to do this, I want to, I want to, we should just do PC gaming at that point. Well, guess what? This console is probably going to be, let's say 400 bucks, a good gaming con or a good gaming PC. What? 1200. There's a new, there's a new NVIDIA card that just came out. The Titan is over a thousand dollars just for the card. That's insane. And I'm a PC gamer as well. I still play on my laptop all the time. But there is a market for console gaming. There has been since before the 2600. And to deny or just flat out ignore that market 
and you're a games writer or you're working in games journalism in some way that is so just blindsiding. It, it, it's just amazing that you can work in this industry and report on games and not realize that there is there are different markets and that there is a huge contingent of people that play consoles. It it boggles my mind. I oh. <laughs> And we're that's, not journalists, by the way. Uh, <laughs> like we told the Wall Street Journal guys. That's the whole thing. No, we're, we're new, new media. media yeah, <laughs> you, you're old media. <laughs> um, but that's uh, that's one of the dumb things. Like uh, PC gaming, I got out of PC gaming simply because it was a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass with constantly, you know this game doesn't quite work because you have the wrong graphics card. This game doesn't work because you have the wrong version of DOS yeah. running because you need this, because you need that. You need this update. You need to change these cab files. You need, <laughs> you need to, to upgrade you know, your sound drivers and you need to put new video drivers. Exactly. On and sound drivers. And you need to upgrade and, oh because your video card doesn't support DirectX 10. It only supports DirectX 9. But this new game that just yes. came out, you have to run in DirectX 10. So you need to get a whole new video card for 500 bucks. And this is exactly why I hate PC gaming <laughs> and why I, that's when I turned back around and I said, oh, look, a Sega Genesis. <laughs> hey, look, it works. I put a cartridge in, it works. <laughs> that's all I cared about. I just want to play a game. I don't need all that. I don't, I don't need the headache of PC gaming. Well, things have gotten and better on the PC gaming done side, but it's still, it's still expensive. I mean... It you is. don't see the typical gamer out there that complains about, you know, I don't have enough money to buy all these games. And, you know, what game should I buy? I have 50 bucks right now. What game should I buy? They're asking that because they don't have a lot of money where you can go out and buy five games at a time. Now these people are expected to buy a PC because, I'll just kind of say it, because Garnett Lee thinks that you should, be, you should be focused on PC gaming. Okay, Garnett. The console costs four hundred. The PC costs at least twelve hundred. Where's where's this person going to get that kind of money for a PC that plays the games and then be able to keep it up every six well, months? Because that's what the gaming cycle is on a PC. But they don't need. They don't. Well, all they have to do is worry about keeping that PC going because everybody pirates on the PC. Well, that's getting a little bit less now with Steam and Origin. <laughs> I mean, that's why you see all these delivery services now. These cloud delivery services because it yeah, really does curtail exactly. piracy. It's still out there. It's definitely still out there. Well, see, that was that. Actually, that reminds me that uh, Steam a couple years ago, when they were doing Portal yeah. for free, I was like, "Oh crap!" So I signed up for Steam, I installed it on my PC, and I went to grab Portal, and I looked at the at the specs yeah. for it, like what you need to run <laughs> it, and I was like, "I can't even run it. I don't have a PC that'll run that." Wow. <laughs> so I just I did the like the PlayStation Plus type thing, yeah, I did, did the, the download. download you, you know, the, exactly. I'll have a PC it's one of those things <laughs> that maybe eventually, sometime, I'll be able to run it. But it's so stupid that I don't even. At the time, I mean, I have a laptop that could probably run it now, but I'm not going to do anything like that on that laptop. I didn't have a PC that could run it. I'm like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Um, but. You know, I we're bagging on all this stuff, and it's our concerns. I mean, it's and you're going to get that because Sony obviously they they're they're doling out the information in a way that they yep. need to. I mean, it's it's going to be ten months at least before this thing comes out. 
We have to get back. Less than Um, ten. Last. Well, all right. About ten months, roughly eleven months, maybe. Uh, No, I think it'd be less. It'd be probably nine. I'm thinking. Oh wait, why did I say eleven? No, I meant nine. What are you Ten, using, nine, your, your um, new math again? Backwards. Just because you have the does yes, he has, exactly. you have the kid, you're getting books on new math and you're adding months? It's oh, meters. Oh, that's and, the problem. Yeah. And milliliters <laughs> and Yeah. Um Stone. But, I mean like last week we were gushing yeah. over it. And I still oh, I still I'm am to a certain extent. I mean some of the stuff they showed is amazing. Some of the, I love the idea of you know, me. I love the idea of the sharing yeah. stuff and all the cool things the cool ideas they have for the the OS yeah. essentially and the way it's all baked in and the fact that they have a separate chip that you can just download everything and keep playing Such the game an awesome design. that you can just hit a button upload the video and go right back into yeah. the game and keep playing yeah. you know it, it's it's all those little things that that are just amazing like i tried to the, i've got the kid kids all bored and i'm like no let's do some rock band well five minutes later when i get everything set up when the system boots up when i get into rock band when it finally loads when it pulls in all the content when i pick the songs when i start the game (laughs) the kid is like we're doing what now (laughs) just jingle them dude that's all you need to do and if (laughs) if i could just you know if we have the suspend and resume state on the ps4 or you just boom you turn it on and it's on and you're in the game i mean that alone is going to change everything yeah i i'm still i'm seriously really excited i do have concerns like you do and i think we've voiced a lot of them here but um from an architecture standpoint you know i'm i'm an it guy i'm a nerd and uh just love what they've done i I really do love what they've done and, and um, yeah. Even though it's more of a marketing thing than anything else, it's because, I, like I said, I think Sony could get a little cocky about the the, the speed of the bus, and um, you know the over overlying bus, and also just the speed of that GDDR3 RAM is insane. That they could probably get away with doing four gigs of RAM, they really could. But then at, at the same time, you're asking third party developers to develop differently for the PS4 compared to the new Xbox, and and the fact that they kind of humbled themselves a little bit and said, you know what, we're going to put the eight gigs of RAM on there. Because that's pretty much what's rumored that's going to be in the Xbox. And now when you're developing cross-platform, you can make the games look similar on both systems. You know, you can make them look the same. And where they beat the other platform out is the additional services, the share button, you know, all that social media stuff that you know there's going to be social media stuff on, on the new Xbox. By you, Absolutely, there's going to be a lot of integration on there. Um, but what Sony is doing and what they're even hinting at, I think is something that Microsoft's going to have a really hard time matching. I really honestly do. And it, it, it's really exciting to see that. It, it's exciting to see that they kind of, I don't, it seems like they're competing for America again, which is just great. You know, they, they've always been a yeah. very Japanese centric company. You know, they, they develop the Vita, which is a great design, you know, with all the GPS stuff and everything else. But at the same time, that stuff doesn't do anything for me where I live in the middle of Wisconsin. Japan, you know, you have a lot more concentrated uh, cities and everything else, and you, that really works for you really well. But to see this design, which still shocks me that they actually have an American leading the way with this architecture, 
shocks me, but at the same time is is very thrilling because it's a totally different mindset now, and it's a totally different concept. And man, Mark is the guy's a genius. So I think they did. Yeah. It, it, it had to be humbling for Sony to go to go through that, and I think. With the change of the guard at Sony, I think that was a big thing where Kaz is and where Shuhei is, and, and I, they just everything really fits right now, and I'm so, so happy about it because it seems like they're just a lot more open-minded about things, and I love that because I think that's what they needed to do because they were so close-minded before. You know, the architecture of the PS3, which was very svelte, but at the same time, incredibly difficult to work with unless you had all the right tools. And it's it's awesome. But the, the yeah the the funny thing though is they knew that they knew that right after launch. And there's that that famous well maybe not so famous. I keep <laughs> talking about it. I am always talking about it. Uh, where Jack Trenton is sitting in yeah. a room with a bunch of press, very frank, and he's very open and honest about all of that. And he says, "Look, you know, we're not." getting it as a company this is the way we do things and it's wrong he said you know we have hardware guys who go off and they make something and they drop it on us and go here now do something with it and we all look at it like what the you know and he they knew you know they've known since since the launch of the ps3 that that's not the way to do this that it's not working anymore and they need to figure out a better way to do it and they took those steps with the Go, the PSP yep. Go. They they tried to change some things up and just see how that would be received. Wasn't very well received. <laughs> so they took that into account and worked on the Vita. And they went to developers. And now they, they went even further with the PS4. They This one really is aimed at the American market yeah. because the American market is where Microsoft has clobbered yeah. them. And and it's a big market, you know. I mean, I know Japan is the home country, but they don't account for the same no. sales that the that the North American market does. And Microsoft really, really took hold in the North American market in a big way. And this is all to counter that. I mean, look at this. It's an American that was designing it. It's the sort of the launch event, not really, you know, sort of the unveiling of what our future is was held in New York city. And it was all geared. Look at the games that they showed off. It was all geared toward an American audience. It really was for the most part. Um, But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about the backward compatibility thing and I know, even I was down on that. I'm I'm still a little down on it. But at the same time, if you think back, I think it's because the first system I ever had, the 2600, <laughs> the jump to the 5200, and then you had backward compatibility right there. You know, it was yeah. an add-on, but you had backward compatibility. So it was ingrained, like right from the start, that consoles, you know, the new one comes out, you can still play the old games. But... That's not always necessarily right. true. The NES to the SNES. You couldn't play those NES games anymore. We had anymore. people coming into EB all the way throughout the SNES life cycle saying, are they ever going to, or do the old games work on the new system? It was pretty, it was, yeah, yeah, I remember that vividly. We answered that question at least once a day when I was there. Yeah, I mean, actually, if you go through all of Nintendo, 
I mean, the the Wii was, I think, the first one that had any backward compatibility with the yeah. GameCube, besides the handheld. Well, because it was a disc-based thing. Yeah, the handhelds did too, but it exactly. was disc-based, so it was a little bit easier for them. Because they always did a different cartridge but, uh, design. Well, 2600 to the 5200 were radically well, different but they cartridges, made but you had yeah, an adapter. The thing, about, the thing about going like from the SNES to the uh, N64... The fact that the N64's architecture was completely different. I mean, the adapter would have had yeah. basically had a SNES inside of it because you've got the N64 with Rambus RAM and a whole, totally different uh, uh, video chip, you know, the whole 3D engine and everything else in it. So. Yeah. So actually, uh, well, the more I think about it, you had the Atari stuff going on, and then you got to the 7800, which was just natively, you could just stick a 2600 cartridge right. in and go. But then there was nothing. No. Like, go through all the different systems. Well, they had the Master System adapter for the Genesis. But, I mean, beyond... Uh, that's still early, yeah. early. Like, when you move on after that, like through the Saturn and the Dreamcast and all these other ones, it's not until you get from the PS1 to the PS2 that and suddenly, the hey, the backward And that's, I think that's part of the problem is that and they set that precedent. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. If I don't get my backward compatibility, but I get all this other awesome stuff and they don't overcharge me, I'm fine losing my backward compatibility. I'll keep my PS3 around. I will. Because, honestly, I use the PS2 backward compatibility on my fat, but I don't use it every day. I use it occasionally. And the thing is, if I want to use my PS3 whatever and I don't have it out all the time, it ain't that, e- it ain't that tough to hook it up. It's an HDMI cable and a power cable. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to rehash it all right. again, but my my biggest gripe about that is all the ridiculous yeah. amounts of money I spent on. And the I PSN. agree with that one. Yeah. And it's it's funny the the first game I bought on the PSN, I was so nervous about it, and I was like, "Am I really going to do this? I don't want to spend money on these things that I don't." You know, they're not actually physical copies of anything. I don't really own it. It's not really here. And then what happens when the PS3 is gone? What happens to all the... I was thinking yeah. about this when I bought that very first... When I bought... What was it? It was... Mm-hmm. wasn't Qbert. It was probably Joust or, or one of those. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It was... Uh, it was... Uh, oh, crap. The... Uh, the bio, the biological one. Oh, uh, the twin stick shooter. It's, um, it was actually a good game too. Uh, yeah, I don't remember anymore. I have it. I have yeah, all the DLC was, for that too. Yeah. No, I. If you listen like to the really early shows, that was one of my biggest concerns too. And it wasn't just with with the PS3. It was a, it was a really big concern of mine with the Xbox, the original or the three sixty. Oh yeah, with, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, I did the same thing when I was on the Xbox. I'm like. Am I really stupid for doing this? Because what happens when these consoles are obsolete? Do I then lose all this stuff? Because what happens, say, you know, eventually they're going to shut down those servers and those services. And if your hard drive dies, you've lost all those games. You can't download them again. They're gone. Gone. And you've spent all that money and poof, it's gone. I mean, yes, you had enjoyment with it. You you spent hours playing them. There's dozens of them on there that you never even played because you're an <laughs> idiot. Uh, 
but you know, with all these other things, I have a physical yeah. disc and that was always my concern. And now it's, it's kind of bearing out. Like, I don't know if, if the Gaikai service technology, whatever they melded into, if they can get all those PSN games on there, if it can live on in some form, it's a, it's a valid fear. I can, I can live with that. Yeah. That's okay. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of money we spent on this. And then does, does that color my perception going forward? Do I, want to spend that money on the next generation knowing what has happened in the last one. Am I ever going to see this yeah, stuff again? Yeah. You know, and that's a big concern moving yeah, forward. A lot of unknowns. I mean, I obviously we're probably not going to know very much of it until E3 either. So we're going to have to sit here and yeah, whine and cry and uh, wonder about it for, it for a few months again. Now nah, I'm not going to, I mean, We've got all our wondering out, and yeah. there's going to be rumors flying around. I don't little care about things the will rumors leak out. until Sony yeah, says something. Things will leak out from here to there, and I'm sure it'll all leak out of Europe first, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Swiss cheese that course. Europe is. Until I hear something from Sony definitive, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to let it be, and I'll just wait to hear where right. they go with it. Because, you know, what can I do? I, I'm going to buy the PS4. Yeah, me way. too. I'm definitely getting one. Come on, I mean, them. Sony's going to send us PS4s because work for you know, them, right? we're yeah, on the take. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally work for them. Uh, that's why we're always so respectful um, to, to Yoshida-san because he's our boss. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Although, I'm remember, I'm not the one that had a staff badge for the event last week. Well, that's right. I really should have taken a quick picture of it and tweeted it. Look at me. I'm staff. <laughs> <Frickin> <laughs> <show>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that enough of that. Um, let's talk about MGC uh, because, you know, we've had some people asking kind of what it's all about. And so Midwest Gaming Classic has been going on for years. Uh, it's 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 kind of started out very, very small and I think a basement of like uh, – I don't even know what it was anymore, like a Lions Club or something. But uh started out as actually JAGFest for the Jaguar and also uh, some other classic gaming stuff. Uh, and it's really grown and grown o- and grown over the years. It's all uh, run privately. Uh, Dan Lucen and his team basically run this whole thing on their own. Uh, a lot of passion there. And we're going to try to get Dan on the show probably in a week or two uh, to talk about it a little bit more. But what it's turned into is something that, well, I mean, we always try to use it as kind of our community meetup event every year. You know, it's just a, a fun way to do it because there's so much else going on and, and, uh, you know, it's at a hotel. So it's really easy for everybody to get there and all that good stuff. So it's at, in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is a, a suburb of Chicago or Chicago of Milwaukee because Milwaukee's a suburb of Chicago anyway. So I was kind of right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's at the Brookfield Sheraton. It's a great location. Uh, the last place it was at was all right, but a lot of people had a lot of problems at the old location at the, uh, God, I don't remember what the name of it was anymore. I want to say Omega, but that's not right. Yeah, whatever. Olympus, Olympia. That's where it was before. Uh, so, uh, very easy to get to from the, from the airport, although there's going to be some construction at the major, uh, like overpass and everything, but you should still be able to get through pretty well. I'm going to go check it actually pretty quick here. Um, so it's, it's Saturday and Sunday is officially the event itself. And what, what they have is they have speakers, they have uh, a humongous vendor room with a lot of classic game stuff, but also some modern stuff as well. Uh, a lot of pinball stuff. This is a, this is actually, I believe the biggest pinball meetup in the Midwest uh, every year. 
So all these pinball vendors bring not only a bunch of parts if you have your own pinball machine, but they actually bring a lot of pinball machines, some of which you can buy if you want. Obviously, you have to be able to get it out of there, but uh, a lot of pinball machines and a lot of arcade machines, and everything is free to play. So there's they're everywhere. All across the first floor of this hotel, it's just covered with arcade and pinball machines. So much so that they've actually branched out and they're going to rent some rooms on the first floor to expand out into. Uh, we never know what's going to be there because the vendors just kind of show up with whatever they have and, and they set it all up. And literally everything is free to play. Um, so you've got all that going on. You've got the Retroids room, which is downstairs, a little bit out of the way, which is awesome because we, you know, we kind of have our own space down there. Uh, so all the Retroids podcasters that are coming, you know, we all hang out down there. We'll, we'll get some Vita gaming going, that kind of thing. And then Galloping Ghost Arcade, which is down in Illinois, right by where Trickman Terry lives from Retroids, uh, they bring a lot of arcade machines just for the Retroids room. And they do a stellar job. They really keep up their machines well. It's all in just exceptional shape. And, uh, all, again, all that's free to play. So we have some events down in the Retroids room. We're going to do a live podcast probably, um, that kind of thing. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we never know until like a day before, a day before we go. Um, <clears throat> but, there's like, like I said, there's vendor rooms. There's all kinds of cool stuff there to play. There's the video game museum, uh, which basically... Pretty much any console that's ever been released is in that museum. A lot of them are playable. Some of them aren't, but a lot of them are playable. Uh, really gives you an opportunity to kind of see kind of the evolution of gaming from beginning to end. You know, uh, they have an original Odyssey. They have the Fairchild, all the systems all the way up. Um, but it's also a great way for us just to hang out, you know, and, and for our community as a whole, as Retroids and everything else, to hang out and, you know, and finally get to meet everybody that you just hear on podcasts or you talk to on the forums or you talk to on the Facebook group or whatever. Um, it's just a great way to do that. So we've kind of had a tradition every year of doing dinner on Friday night of people that are there. And then it's, the karaoke thing started because at the Olympia they have this humongous bar. And they had karaoke there every year, and we just kind of started doing it. So when things moved to the Sheraton, uh, you know, we said it'd be cool to have karaoke, and, and they set it up. You know, they, they have karaoke at the, at the Sheraton. And like I said, even if you want to go to dinner with us this year on Friday, you can go back to the, to the Sheraton, and they have karaoke there at the bar. Um, but people this, this last year were emailing and saying, you know, we'd like to do something a little more fun or just get out of get. The whole thing originally was we want to go to dinner and get out of the building because you're in there for two days straight. So they said, well, how about we do karaoke somewhere else? So that's when I started looking around, and, and you know, we found this Curly's place, which I think will do exceptionally well. So the plan is right now we're going to go to the Delafield Brew House for dinner like we have in the last, what, four or five years? And it's open to everybody. This is open to everybody. You don't have to be just PS Nation or whatever else. This is a Retroids thing. It's just a community thing. It's fun. So we're going to go to dinner there. They're awesome. The place is great. We get up on a balcony. The, the food there is exceptional. If you have, have never had the Wisconsin fish fry and you like fish, get it there. Apparently, it's supposed to be awesome. And then we're going to, I'm hopefully going to call about the bus next week, and we're going to try to get a little bus and take everybody over to this place for karaoke afterwards so nobody has to drive drunk. And that's the whole thing about it. Um, if you want to go back to, to MGC, no problem. Go for it. That, that's not a problem. Uh, but we just, you know, I, I'm reacting to, to the emails that we got from people, so that's why I did this. So if you think it's some kind of thing that we don't want to support MGC or we don't want to support something, that's not the case at all. We're supporting MGC. We talk about it every week. There's a reason we do that. We love it. I've been to a ton of MGCs, even way back in the day. I love the event. Um, 
the first MJC? I didn't go to the first one, but I went to the second one. <laughs> the per- oh, I got ah, I see what you did there. The... <laughs> I thought that was just your stupid uh, New Jersey accent coming through. <laughs> the first yeah, motherfucking MJC. <laughs> if you would have done it that way, I would have known what you're talking about. Um, but it, it's, you know, like I said, it, it, there's some great places to eat around the area. There's a mall right there with a huge food court. There's a Toys R Us right there. There's a Fuddruckers. There's a Guitar Center down the road. I mean, there's five, five guys. guys. There's Hooters yeah. down the road. There's all kinds of cool stuff to do around there. There's a liquor store right down the street. And then Saturday night uh, after they close up for the day, the Retro's Room, we close up the doors. It's BYO. You bring, you have to be 21, obviously, or older. Uh, but you bring something in, bring some booze, bring some beer, and we just get to have a big party. We set up rock band or whatever. We set up whatever we want to play. Fighting games. There's going to be board games this year because Scott Sauer from Welcome to the Goo. Those guys are all bringing board games to play this year. All kinds of kick-ass stuff. If if, if you like gaming at all, you're going to find something fun to do. And that's all it is. You know, it's it's nothing. It's not a PAX. You know, it's not like we don't have game developers there showing off new stuff, and we don't have you know, uh, bands playing or whatever else. It's just a community thing. It's, it's a way to get together. It's a way to hang out. It's a way to have a really good time. And it's, it's fun, you know, and, and the tickets are 45 bucks for the whole weekend, which is a steal. Uh, the hotel, I think for a double bed or a room with two beds is like 80 bucks or 90 bucks, something like that. There's a special deal through the website. Um, you know, we've we've had some awesome years. I mean, we had Fluffy Nuts flying flying from Australia. We had uh, we had Repeat flying from Australia. We had, you know, Dina and, and Hanav come out from California. Uh, Damon came up from Texas. Uh, Sam and those guys come out from like the East Coast. Uh, Josh drives in and he's all cranky every now and then. Uh, <laughs> okay. Every now and then. <laughs> But, it, you know, it, there's not really a ton to know. I mean, you can go to MidwestGamingClassic.com, check out the schedule of, of events they have on there. But it's it's funny. Like, I never – we always complain because Josh and I never get to, like, really go do anything because we end up sitting down there and bullshitting with people all day because we don't get to meet everybody until we get to go to this. So that's why it's always so much fun. <clears throat> but there's all these arcade games to play, and there's all these pinball games to play. And there's this vendor room, and our buddy Carlson from mad-gear.com. Mad Carlson is the most amazing importer of video games in the world. The, the guy takes so much pride in his work. He is so knowledgeable. He's one of the best people I know, and he loves MGC, and he brings so much stuff, and he always makes me spend way too much freaking money. And... Uh, but there's a reason I spend money with him because he takes care of his customers. And, but it's not just him. I mean, there's the vendor room is humongous. Now it used to be kind of a smaller room and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And it's humongous now. So if you like classic games and you're looking for that rare game, you're probably going to find it there. If you get there early enough, um, it's just a blast. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the cool thing is compared to the Olympia, especially, the Olympia, there weren't really a lot of places to go eat, and eating there cost a fortune because they would just, you know, they bring in oh five dollars for a cheeseburger. Where the where the <laughs> where the Sheraton is, there's so much there, and you can almost if the weather's decent enough, you can walk over to the mall. It's that close. There's a Red Robin there. There's all these kind of fancy restaurants. There's huge food court. There's a Five Guys. There's all kinds of stuff right there within walking distance. There's enough people there that have cars that if we want to take a road trip out somewhere to go eat lunch night at a nice place or have breakfast at a nice place, you're probably going to find enough people to go and you're going to have a ride. You know, it's it's just, I don't know. I don't know why. We, and, and Mark and I and, and even Josh and I and, and Joel and everybody, we're always so worried that we're overselling it. But at the same time, we always have a blast. 
And that's simply what it's all about, just to have a good time and play some games and hang out and talk and see people that we might have, we might only get to see once a year, once every two years or have never seen before. And we finally get to meet them that we've been talking to on the internet for so long, you know, and then somebody shows up like a, a furry because it's on the internet. <laughs> so I don't know. Hmm. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What else, have I missed anything? I don't think yeah. so. I mean, so, some of the podcasters have like scheduled events they're going to do. They're going to do some tournaments and everything else. Josh and I are lazy, so we're probably just going to get some people together and play some Vita games or something. Uh, I always say I'm not going to bring anything, and every year I end up bringing my PS3 anyway, or you bring yours or whatever. So I'm sure we'll have something going on. But I like relaxing and just talking to everybody and hanging out. That's 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 my favorite thing. <laughs> Surprise! Glenn likes to talk. So, <laughs> well, if you have any other questions, like I said, email us. Uh, shoot us an email, podcast at psnation.org, and um, we'll try to answer your question. But check it out, MidwestGamingClassic.com. Um, like I said, if you're planning on going to dinner with us and or karaoke, if you want to ride the bus, basically, um, go over to our forums, psnation.org, and um, you know, click that forums button, and, and you'll see it right there, the MGC 2013 forum. And there's a Friday night thing. Just let us know so I can get a head count. I'm going to call for the bus hopefully next week. Um, yeah, but, you know, just let us know. Even if you can't make it at, after the fact or whatever, just let us know so I can get an, a decently accurate head count so I don't get a humongous bus for 10 people or something like that. Although, if I get one with a stripper pole, <laughs> then we can get... S- uh, trick Matt Terry yeah, on the pole. I was thinking Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will be on the pole. <laughs> get him drunk enough. All right. No, no, I didn't mean that. I, I oh, meant stripper pole. All right, it's just easy there. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Emails. Wow, we're going so long tonight. Yes. I'm gonna end up spending extra money. Do we really need to do this first one? We talked about this a ton. I know. Um, all right. So let me just say, Michael D. Giovanni uh, talking about backward compatibility on the PS4. Uh, rewind about yeah. an hour <laughs> and listen to us talk Ad about na- it. Ad nauseum. Yeah. And his his concern actually here was that he read that the PS4 isn't going to support backward compatibility for retail or digital games. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, as far as he's concerned, from what he read, it's never going to do it ever. Like I just don't believe that. Yeah. We heard at the conference that the technology is there with the Gaikai thing, with that technology, that it could yeah. be available, maybe, possibly, I think potentially, my biggest, if my they want to do it. My concern right now, and we're months away, which is fine, and that, and that eases me up a little bit, but my biggest concern is what Gaikai is doing, or what the technology, what where they want the technology to be by the time the PS4 launches, is very ambitious. And, I mean, he flat out admitted they haven't really done any of these network nodes yet. And that worries me a little bit. So it's a very aggressive rollout schedule. And we don't know where they are with the technology right now. They never rolled out Gaikai as a service on the web like they were going to. Sony bought them before they launched. So there's a lot of concern just in terms of their timeline and are they going to be ready day one. I think think that they can definitely meet some of the services that they talked about. But a lot of this stuff, I have a feeling, might come down the road. That's my biggest concern. But, yeah, I think that's why they said 
hey, backward compatibility yeah. could be achieved. Uh, yeah. Imagine that you could just have all of your games available exactly. all the time. And uh, exactly, imagine. <laughs> because imagine all the well, games. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to be there no. day one. Um, and Michael's PSN ID is Armor Fist, all Refuge. one word. All right, uh, on to the next one. This is from uh, Damicky, Damicky, Damicky. I always forget how to say his name. Picture this. What? Wait, what? What? Ah. what? What'd I do? No, go ahead. Dick? It's from Jay. All right. Well, no, he. that's his PSN to me, though, I think. I believe so. His name right, is his Jay. Name Jay. Picture this, me <laughs> at my desk at work drinking a Coke while listening to episode 305. Glenn, quote, going around in a circle for a while and then eating some puke because that's what dogs do. Me, desk covered in Coke with me choking and laughing at the same time. Class, pure class. <laughs> and the funny thing is I don't think Josh heard me when I said that because he was talking. Because as usual, I was cutting him off. Yeah, I I don't. I, I'm... I read this and I was like, I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> yeah, you were talking and I kind of just said that in the microphone really close. Like, I brought the microphone right up to my mouth and I was like, oh, dude, walking around in a circle and eating your own puke. Because you were talking about a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little right. Easter egg from, uh, from, uh, for all the listeners out there because Josh doesn't hear it when I do it. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. So the next one is from Steve. Steve. It's Steve. Hi, Steve. Uh, hi. I've just been listening to Josh's SingStar XMB review in episode 307. The reason he can't put his name in is a trophy-related thing no. and not a bug. The disc version of SingStar uses the names of the PS3 user accounts. If you have two user accounts on your PS3, both of these users can play on either account and earn trophies for their account, whether they are on it or not. Hmm. Huh? These trophies can then be pinged up by switching accounts and loading the game in because this game uses saves from both accounts and the trophies are linked uh-huh. to the save game. I'm confused. You can log into the game with more than one account. But the trophies are separate. They they tie to the save game for each user. Okay. That's kind of boiling it down. Like every other game? No. You can't log in with two people at the same time on very many games at all on the PS3. No, you can't. I am um, unaware of being able to log in with two different accounts to SingStar ever at all. I think that's what he's saying, though. Maybe not at the same time. I don't know. I'm just guessing. See, yeah, I'm confused by this entire thing. Why the fuck are we reading Um, it? (laughs) I was hoping you'd be able to explain (laughs) it to me, but apparently not. (laughs) The XMB SingStar has a different set of trophies, so you cannot use the save game profile from the disc Mm. version. And as such, you can't use the same name for both versions of the game. All I did was put a two at the end of my name when creating a profile and that sorts mm. it out. Problem with that is some of the names are available. Just not all. Maybe of the them. other names don't have a save file from the old disc based game. I don't see why they would. Why? Do you log into every account I mean, on there and play SingStar? No, they're they're not actual accounts. 
Some no, are accounts, some are not. I think what he's saying is if you have a save file on any of the profiles that are on your PS3, if you have a save file for any of those accounts, they conflict with the save file for the XMB-based SingStar. But the save game... We're going to argue about this for half an hour, aren't we? No, we're not. No, we're yes, not. we are. <laughs> Strap we're, in. <laughs> we're not going to have to use space off on our host, and I'm going to have to pay out, out of my ass for extra space. Dirt jerk. <laughs> then we'll just hold this. We'll just hold this episode till <laughs> no next, next year. week when it clears out um, more. <laughs> till the the PS4 has already come out, and everybody will be like, "These, these don't know shit. Why don't they? They don't well, know what they're fucking talking about." <laughs> um. Now it's it just doesn't. Don't rack no. your brain. Just don't. Just don't it even think about it. No, it doesn't don't, work. Just don't don't no. don't even think about it. Just stop. Just stop. PSN Squidoer. Ooer. Squidoer. He's from the UK. Squidoer. Yeah, so I... Don't... Do, no, uh, just stop. It doesn't... Stop. It doesn't... Don't no, do it. it just doesn't. I did it, No. I did it. No. All right, next it email doesn't. from Stephen. He says, hey, guys, been listening for about a year, and you do a great job. You must be listening to a different podcast. My question is for Glenn. Oh. Uh, Glenn, as a lifelong uh-huh. Call of Duty player, I've become bored of having to move at the speed of light to be successful. So I purchased Battlefield 3. It's my first time playing, and I enjoy everything about it except for the controls. I feel like they handle loose, like your mom. I get that it's more <laughs> more realistic, and the camera will bounce around. <laughs> but what's the deal? Any tips for people looking to make the switch? Thanks, guys. Yeah, don't run as much. Um, that screws a lot of people up be very methodical. It's more of a, not a simulator, but it's more military than Call of Duty zipping around, knifing people from 18 feet away. Uh, Don't run as much. That's basically the biggest thing. Um, Go to the sites a lot more. Don't shoot from the hip as much. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think what else to say. It's a very different game. I mean, even when I'm playing Call of Duty and I go back to Battlefield, it takes me like three three rounds just to get back into the swing of things because it's such a different game. Um, find a class that you like and really focus on that and build that class up and then kind of branch out to the other classes as well. Uh, I suggest maybe starting as an assault so that you can get the, uh, the heart paddly things and, uh, you know, start healing guys and that kind of helps you adjust to trying to zip around and not get shot. That's the best I can tell you. Cause I'm more of a battlefield player than I am Call of Duty. That's the best you can tell? Not, Jeez. It sounds stupid and it sounds cocky, but I've always just been a really adept Battlefield player, and I don't know why. I don't know how, but I've always been really good at the series. So, but I'm good at Quake 3 also. I kick your ass at Quake 3 on the PC. And I'll kick your ass at Call of Duty half the time. Well, (laughs) la-dee half the time. Hey, you know what? I'm 40 years old, and I still hold my own very well in Call of Duty. So... I, I don't want to hear about what yeah. you're holding while you're playing Call of Duty. By the way, no <laughs> pants right now. No pants. <laughs> That's right, ladies. Drink deep the cup of Torgo. <laughs> All right, last one. All right, last one is from Ramy, also known as Head Trauma Bob. Hey, Head Trauma Bob. You must smell my dog. Hey, guys. How's tricks? Well, head trauma, Bob. Tricks are for kids. 
I got a question and an observation for the amazing dynamic duo at PS Nation. See, he just wrote that because he figures that's why I'll go, oh, well, then oh, we better we should. Read And you email. did. You sent it. He, mu- he must have made an impression. That's exactly why I did it. Like, but don't he tell wrote him this that. Whole thing as wow. <laughs> All right. First, the question. Why is it that there are no <sighs> reviews for Yakuza Dead Souls or any PS3 Yakuza My games fault. for that matter? Uh, I did fault. the Yakuza 3 and the Yakuza 4 reviews on the podcast. I never wrote them. And Yakuza Dead Souls is sitting at my house, and I never opened it because I just never got around to it. And also, I have a thing against zombie games. But I know Jason Honecker is very pissed off. I mean, he's talked to me, talked to me time and time again about trying the game out. And I was going to, and then I got onto something else, and I just never got it back around to playing it. And I love the Yakuza series, so it's not about that. I love Yakuza 4 especially. I think it's just a, an amazing game. But that's my fault. Yeah. Yep. It is. Glenn's I'll fault. Take, I'll take All the blame. Right. Onward. Look, I know the games are long, but come on. Somebody has to at least yeah. play some of them. Mm. I love the games. They're so off the wall. Yep. Well, my fault. Glenn's fault. Now for the observation. People say the Vita is DOA, but this is why I put this on here. People say the Vita is DOA, but I was looking at the PS Store and noticed the download that's numbers not for download the games. Numbers. Exactly. That was what I. That's okay. why I put okay. this on here. Those are not download numbers. What you're looking at is that number of people that actually yes, rated exactly. the game. They have to have downloaded the game to rate it. Yes. yes. But every single person that downloads Doesn't the game it. does not rate the game. <laughs> Yeah, Sony would never show so you the amount you of downloads for anything. They're so no, they're so tight about those numbers. They never release them. But nobody no. has. Like nobody knows what what the numbers are for Xbox Live downloads. Nobody knows what the numbers are for Virtual Console downloads or or PSN exactly. downloads. What you're seeing is the number of people that bothered to go back in and rate the game after yeah. they played it, after yeah. they bought it. Um. So you can't go by these numbers as as any indication of how many people have actually downloaded exactly. the game. So well, I don't have to no. go through all the numbers because he put <laughs> three different <laughs> numbers. And his point was that Gravity Rush had a lot, Uncharted had a little less, and Call of <laughs> Duty had very few uh, yeah. ratings. Um, but if you look at the PlayStation Store... They give you like the top ten downloaded yeah. games for the past week yeah. or month or whatever, and Call of Duty is the number one downloaded game on the Vita. Well, it did exactly what everybody thought it was going to do. The name sold it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, don't go. There's probably people who played it and were like, "Ugh," and then just walked away and never, you know. A lot of people, I don't rate any of the games I download. I rarely do. I've done it a couple times, but very, very rarely, because I never think about it. Yeah, me neither. I'm sure a lot of people don't even know that that thing exists yeah. in there. So you can't go go by those numbers at all. Nope, not at all. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. He says, take it easy, guys. Thanks for reading my bullcrap. <laughs> uh, apt. Thanks for you, listening to our bullcrap. You know, a good everybody. observation. <laughs> um, and that's Hedrum Bob And he did He sent that big long thing Right from oh. his Vita At least he claims to Well no I think that automatically says it. that doesn't it Well he could put it in there Well yeah but I could type that At yeah, the bottom yeah, of any email yeah. 
<laughs> I believe our listeners. To try to look Maybe cool. you can be jaded and, and not want to believe them, but I do. I have faith. Oh, I oh, can be, be jaded. jaded. <laughs> you got a big problem. <laughs> uh, all right, so <laughs> normal stuff. Uh, don't forget the Gamer Night stuff. We haven't been doing them uh, as much lately, but we have been doing it. Uh, you know, So keep your eye on the forums over at game, uh, psnation.com. Just go to the forum section, and uh, you'll see the Gamer Night stuff up there. Again, Midwest Gaming Classic coming up, I think, what is it, March 22nd? It's like a month away. Yeah. Ooh. So uh, get your asses in gear, yo, if you're going to join us. And please, please do join us. Don't be afraid. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, I'm not going to know anybody. You know what? You do know these people if you talk to them on Facebook. You just never met them in person. And guess what? We're approachable. We're, we're very approachable. I want you to come up and talk to me. I want to meet you. Josh, not so much. He doesn't like people. No. Not so much. But, you know, the the great thing is people don't smell quite as bad no, as you'd no. think. Well, not our people. Our no, people are fine. Them. It's the other weirdos <laughs> that are up in the vendor room on Sundays that forgot that the room has a shower. But it's nowhere near as bad as PAX. Whoa. Whoa, no. doctor. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, it's MidwestGamingClassic.com to get your tickets and to get all the info for the hotel. Don't wait until last minute. Those rooms do fill up, and uh, yeah, then you're going to be have to go to a hotel down the street. So uh, please come if if you're thinking about it. It'd be awesome, especially like I said last year. Anybody that lives in like the Chicago area, first MJC. Uh, I mean, Gennardi came down last year, but anybody that lives in Chicago area, anywhere like Minnesota, Wisconsin, you have freaking no excuse. Get your asses down to Brookfield on the 22nd and hang out. And maybe Revy will stay for more than an hour this time. Hmm. Hmm. If he's done playing Tomb Raider by then. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, a lot of different ways you can do that. You can uh, go to the Contact Us section of psnation.com, or you can send us an email to podcast at psnation.org. You can leave us a voicemail on Skype. Just use WDT-Torgo. Look for us on Facebook. Just type in PS and then a space nation. Uh, PS Nation and uh, join the group over there. If you uh, use the Stitchers for streaming your podcast, you can definitely find us in the PlayStation, PlayStation section of Stitcher. Uh, you can look for Josh and myself on uh, Twitter. Actually, I don't, I'm not the only one that tweets on the main account, so it might be somebody else. I always love that when other people are tweeting to it, and then they're like, hey, Glenn, what about this? I'm like, I didn't tweet that. Uh, <laughs> it's a little mind game we like to play on people. So if you want to find Josh, you can find him at PJF, as in Frank Josh, PJF Josh, and our main account at PS3Nation. Uh, I keep forgetting to tweet out the European codes that we have because we hit 9,000 because I have to do it early in the morning or early in the day. Uh, so I'm going to try to get that done tomorrow. <laughs> I keep forgetting, like, all of a sudden I look at it, I'm like, oh, crap, it's too late. Uh, but we do have some codes to give away, and uh, I think we're going to have a couple of codes for the Star Wars uh, Star Wars tables, too. So uh, I've asked for uh, U.S. and European codes for that, so I think she said she can accommodate us. Pretty badass. Uh, don't forget our podcast network over at Retroids.com. You can check all those out over there at Retroids.com. Uh, again, our web- website at psnation.com and our awesome sponsors at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Head over there for the free trial. Sign up for it. You get to choose out of over 100,000 audiobooks. And uh, guess what? No matter what, you get to keep the first book that you choose. So even if you decide to quit before the trial period's up, you don't have to pay anything. You get to keep the book, and it still helps us out. That's at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. And don't forget our merch store, Sweater Cat Got the Clock. It's pretty badass, actually. It came out really good. Uh, I might actually have to get one. <laughs> I really might have to get one. Uh, head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, Zazzle.com, slash PS Nation. Check out all our merch over there. 
and uh, we found somebody we might work on a uh, new shirt design with. So uh, some other people said they have some shirt designs they want to send over as well. And, uh, you know, if you have some ideas, if you're artistic and you want to get uh, get those designs out there, send them over, man. Like I said, I think this might be a paying gig. Actually, it is going to be a paying gig. I just got to figure out uh, how many different designs we can use. But we definitely want to get some cool stuff out there. Uh, also, our buddies at It Is Written for, uh, you know, supplying our music every week. Thanks to those guys. You can find their new album over at iTunes and on CD Baby. The band's name is It Is Written. So uh, hopefully this hasn't put you to sleep because holy shit have we gone long this week. Yeah. Um, next week, review Palooza. We're going to have Ray from our from our staff on the show. Uh, we always love having Ray on. He's going to be reviewing Nino Cooney. I'll be reviewing MLB 13 The Show. Uh, Josh is going to be reviewing, I think, Aliens, ver- uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines with Ray, probably. That should be. <laughs> Aliens versus zombies. <laughs> Aliens versus crappy, a- brainless zombies. And um, what was the other one you were Ugh. thinking about? Uh, ah, Ratchet and Clank. So, uh, what, uh, that was a full frontal assault. Yeah. So, or Q-Force, depending exactly. on where you live. Those crazy Europeans and their weird names. So uh, until then, thanks for sticking with us, folks. This is a big, long show because we had to rant about a lot of stuff, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks much for hanging out with us as you do every week, and uh, get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We will talk to you soon. My wife had never been out there, and she came out, and she wanted to go shopping in Beverly Hills because she'd seen it on the Travel Channel. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got this car that they provided us with, and there was this driver who was a real pompous ass. You know, I'm looking at the, the map. I said, take us to... Rodeo Street. He says, it's Rodeo. I said, whatever, asshole, A.O., let's just go. (laughs) We got down there, and I bought her a shoe because I couldn't afford the other one. They don't fuck around on Rodeo Street. We went in that Ralph Lauren shop. He's awful proud of his shit, isn't he? He had a sweater in there for $600. You can get a sweater at Walmart for 13 bucks. He had a sweater for $600. I asked this Spanish fella, I said, how come this sweater is $600? He says, it's cashmere. <laughs> and and he, he jumped toward me like that, and it scared the shit out. I went, I thought he was going to fuck me. But, but he didn't. He didn't, see? I said, well, it might be cashmere, but the price is bullshit. And then that scared him because he thought I was going to fuck him, but I didn't. <laughs> he just slapped me and called me a bitch. Of course, I was still wearing that sash with my name on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>